Today is Sunday, March 3rd in the year 2024, and it's a nice day. We have had snow here. We have had rain here. We have late, typical Oregon weather, actually, and it's it's funny because when people have been out of the loop of what normal is, suddenly it becomes a big deal. You hear people complaining about the rain, talking about how cold it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, except that's how I grew up. That's what this was used to be like. Every every winter like this, raining heavily. In fact, when I was uh, in grade school and we had just moved up to Oregon, we lived in the we lived five miles out of town. There's a bridge known as the Browns Bridge, and on 
three different occasions that I can remember, we had schools shut down and we were sent home by noon because they were afraid that the flooding was going to be so severe that it would collapse the bridge. So then we went through a long spell of not getting that sort of rain, and now we're kind of back at it. So it's pretty interesting to watch how the cycles work and how quickly we forget. I think that's a big one. Patriots, before we get going today, one thing that's very, very clear, and we talked a lot about it last night as well, is the issue of food crisis. And food is very real, and it's a part of their weapon system. It's a part of how they control people, and it's equally part of how we willfully enslave ourselves to them. We have to take responsibility for our food, and that includes many layers of that, including emergency food systems in case of crisis. My Patriot Supply is the number one supplier for emergency food in the nation, and very proud to have them as a sponsor. If you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you'll find their four-month, or I'm sorry, four-week emergency food kit on sale for $60 off. It's a fantastic system. It's a great baseline to everything we have, and it's really one of those critical things you want to have that sits on the shelf with shelf life of 25 years, 2,000 calories a day per person, and it's gives you everything you need to sustain for one month. And whether it's a one-month or 90-day program that you have or even a year emergency food, but you want to have those systems that you can fall back on and have worry-free, always knowing that they're there, always prepared for that moment. And that's important because things can happen very suddenly. So, again, head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of the emergency food system, the the four-week emergency food system for $60 off. You won't be disappointed. It's a great addition to everything we have. Get one for every member of the family. All right, I'm going to start with playing something that it's eight minutes. I know this isn't directly related to prayer, but it will tie us into the bigger prayers we're going to work on today. It's an eight-minute piece I came across today that I think is important for people to hear. And kind of, and it's all in line of kind of where we're headed. Some people are calling this March Madness. Other people are... <laughs> I read somebody, listened to somebody this morning. He says, I read the horoscopes and it all looks good. Like we're going to have a good time yet. I'm like, dude, you might want to like open up a little bit. I don't think that's going to be the way it goes. But anyway, nonetheless, we're into something pretty critical. And um, I want you to hear this eight minute piece. This is an interview with an AT&T operator that was involved in this recent AT&T hack. And that's why I think it's important to hear. As we start going there you go. James, what's happening? What's going on, man? man? So you work at AT&T. For all those that don't know, he works at AT&T. I believed him. Uh, you're in Florida, right? Are you in Florida? I am, yeah. So you're saying now that the switch, I don't know how you explain it, but one of the switches was attacked because it, they keep turning it on and off. Every so, time you guys turn it on, it goes off again? Yeah, so basically what happens is on our servers, we have ports that go to our noise for the towers and at any i mean we could shut you could shut that stuff down it's, it's almost like a light switch though that there's there's different things that go into it but every, every time it happened it just got shut right back off and so the only thing that we didn't understand is they could shut everything off so if this was a if this was a a, a plant like basically everybody in the room here including including myself is waiting for waiting for this big thing to happen. We know it's coming any day now. And, but like that, like my boss was saying, if 
if they were going to shut it down, they could shut everything down. If they could do one, they could do them all. That's what I was thinking. So, but I do know a couple of, you know, about three weeks ago, you know, I work, I, so I'm, I'm also part of the disaster plan recovery for the United States on, on the sales side of this. Wow. So I'm the one that brings up the towers when they need, when they go down. And, you know, they have been outfitting all the COs of AT&T with, with satellite phone and internet at their houses and in their offices. We just had one done locally. And I was talking to the electrician, um, and he was, he's just like, man, it's so strange because we're putting, we're putting 60, uh, 60 K generators on tap at these guys' houses for some reason. Well, I, we've deployed over a hundred generators to the cell site that have standalone cell uh, generators. So there should be not, shouldn't be more than one paired. You know, we have a stationary, if that goes down and needs maintenance or it needs recovered, then one comes in. No, they're doubling them up for some reason. And then the satellite, the satellite connection, and then this, it just kind of comes together. It's like they know something big about to happen. So when you say they're doing the satellites, they're giving that to the to the workers. Is that what they're doing? Just to no, the to the no? no to the leadership to the big to the not, le- not even just like not even just like my boss or my boss's boss, but to to the you know CEO of AT and T, some of the VPs that are in uh, the Florida, New York area, East Coast area. They're all getting outfitted with fiber that is going to have a direct connection to the satellite portion of the internet so wow there's only one reason why that happens i mean there's no other reason why that would happen other than they they plan on something going down and there needs to be some type of communication happening because there's no way that that sat is going to provide for everybody so there's no way they're going to bring that up and connect to a satellite and a portion of our portion of our network does does stream through the sat but you have to pay for that and it takes a different type of uh, technology to where we're, we're gsm which is a global network Verizon's a CDMA, uh, T-Mobile's a, a, also a GSM network, and these networks, they, they all have one thing in common. They all need ground-based internet, and, and they all have a switch to some server. And there's not very many of them. You know, there's one in Alabama, one in, in Nashville, not even as big. You know, that thing that took place in Nashville, that wasn't what people thought it was. The servers, these are at what, what's at risk. And, and as far as credentials, Man, I could send you all the credentials you need. I've been a part of AT&T for a very long time, and I used to be in the Georgia area. And, you know, when this stuff happened about five years ago, I was talking to some, some bigger-up people, you know, that you can't even talk to in AT&T. And they, you know, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, about, wait a minute, real quick. When you talk about something bigger, are you talking about the solar wind hack? Yes. So, okay, that was, that was big. That was under Trump, right? That big hack. Yeah. That's correct, but the problem with that hack is is there's so many back doors now, they don't know where they're all at, and that's why it's happening. They don't know where the back door's at, and all they can do is bring the coders out and try to try to, to flex on the, the firewall to stop it. But it's, not, it's, it's just a matter of time. They said that it's so implanted that it, it would take a decade, a whole new program to get the back doors out. Well, that's what I was telling people after the solar wind hack. I said, they said they're not going to be able to figure this out for at least a couple years. And I said, there's something much bigger going on here than we're being told. And then you never hear about it again. Nobody even talks about it. Nope. But this is something that we deal with every day. 
you know. So uh, the, the cyber attacks have increased considerably. I can keep you guys posted. The attack on the infrastructure in America, it's already in place. They're, they're literally, whenever they want to push that button, they have, they've admitted to it, that the back doors are so buried that there's, it's going to take so long to do it. They literally, what, seven years from now, the way it was brought to me, they'll have access to shut anything they want down. And the worst part of it is it's public works. It's like our water system. Yes. The, uh, the grid. The yep, it's the grid. Services. It's the grid, and that's what I, I kept telling everybody. This this big solar wind hack, people don't realize how deep of a hack that was. It went into government uh, stuff. It went into our critical infrastructure, like you said, the water, the power. I mean, our dams, everything. Uh, I mean, they could literally shut things off at will, and I think they've been playing around with it just to see how, how they can do it, just to screw you know at this any time they want but i think that like this might have been like a warning or something absolutely you think about it we just sent five, five uh ships over in the red sea and it's show of force you know hey you guys you want to mess around let's watch this you know personally i'm not taking it as a warning personally i take it as they're preparing for something big i need to get ready as well yes um, I don't know exactly how this is going to go but once if anything goes down i'm well, the guy dude, that recovers it well, so do you think they're not going to make this as they're, they're not going to tell the public about this as being a cyber attack? No, no, they they couldn't afford it with how big this one was. I mean, think what? about it. If, they, if, if the biggest telecommunication company in the world, and AT&T is, can't protect their firewall, no better than that. You know, people, ain't, I mean, their information flows to that. I mean, every transaction you do on the, on, on the cellular network of AT&T goes through that cloud. Every information, your credit card information, your social security numbers, your names, your addresses, whatever you're doing, every transaction you have goes through that. Even with a VPN, you can, you, can, you can go through any VPN you want. There's a cloud there. Someone's accessing that cloud. So it, it, it's a, you, have to have a secure, you have to have a secure VPN now versus a regular VPN. That's it's, it's the truth. You know, I mean, nothing's guarded at this point. Let's just say that what we're talking about here gets out and then everybody starts talking about it. Then then it's going to be like this could actually blow up into something huge <laughs> I want you to get in trouble or anything but you know if they don't want people to know this and it gets out then what well you know they might fire me i'm just i'm talking about the things i actually know you know I, they haven't you know I, I couldn't see that I, I couldn't see them you know letting me go over it or anything they might have a talking with me but i said some of the other stuff i know because they, they'd probably let me go for but yeah 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 no 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 don't 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 get yourself in trouble so i'm playing this because it's important to keep track on this information and we're going to pray against a lot of this today the fact of the matter is what you heard there is very critical is that they wouldn't tell people the truth because they're afraid of the cascade of what will follow most of what we're witnessing right now is they're not telling anybody the truth because they're afraid of what the cascade is to follow. And what's that cascade? Loss of confidence in them, which is happening anyway. And then they lose control of power. Now, I'm just going to map this out real quickly as we kind of roll in this morning. But Elon Musk has, been, has become the single point of control of all aspects of the new technology. That should scare everybody. And I truly wish people would quit worshiping him because that's just idolatry and it's literally a reprobate mind. And it's going to be the fall of this nation if we don't stop this, including the worship of Trump. It drives me crazy. 
if you don't think Trump knows this, considering his relationship with AT&T from the very beginning, and nothing is being said on the campaign trail about the magnitude of this hack, and if you don't think that Elon Musk knows this, and nothing's being said on Twitter, because he's putting up the new Skynet system, and then you have to ask yourself is why are they probing like this? Why don't they just pull the trigger? And my argument would be because they're not ready to shift all of humanity into the new system yet. It's not ready. As soon as that new system is ready, they'll push everybody into it and they'll force their hand with a colossal event like this. And then suddenly overnight, with relatively speaking, like within about 30 days, everybody will be hooked up to the satellite system. And by the way, if you didn't know, the new iPhone 15s came with satellite capability built in. They're already preparing for this shift, quietly. And then suddenly overnight, everybody's going to be shifted to this satellite system, and everybody's going to celebrate this as the great new technology. Elon Musk is going to be elevated up as the new savior of humanity. Watch how this plays. Trump will roll in and talk about the evil deep state, and we have to save America, make America great again, and everybody will walk, walk lockstep into the new AI grid and control system which is nothing more than the Antichrist. I'm very serious about this. I mean, this is being set up to play, and people won't even resist it. There won't be even be a second. And the, the problem is that much of this is going to get back to where we go to worship, and I mean this. I mean, I've been saying this, and I, and I and will say this. When you say it, and when you come against the worship of Trump, you might as well, to many people, it's like you're peeling their skin off. But there's only one place we worship, and that's into our Father. I mean, it is God is our God is our Father, and we have a loyalty there. Now, I want to play, and we'll get to our prayers in a minute. But all this is setting the stage for some pretty intense prayer work we're going to do today. But I want to play another piece for you here, because these two things go together, and this is part again. By the way, this is two white guys talking. I just want to be clear about what I'm going to bring to play. Two white guys. Just listen to this. Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer, Paul Waldman. Their new book, Out Tomorrow, is entitled White Rural Rage, The Threat to American Democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. So we provide the receipts in chapter six. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So so let's be clear. We don't advocate violence. We do advocate millstones for pedophiles. That would be a straight-up yes, because that's biblical. We are. Um, they do fear us because we don't put our loyalty in their systems of broken men. We worship God, not them. 
and we do not support behavior that's sinful, like gay behavior that isn't part of this world but is part of demonic, and we definitely don't support the concept of having children mutilated in terms of gender because there's only two. But you see, these are two white guys, which supposedly, since they're probably paid for the CIA anyway, to go out here and start this. And why? So the reason I'm leaving this in, I just want you to watch how this deception works. This now, be, where did he say? He said middle America, right? Well, lo and behold, amazing. I, I'm, what I'm about ready to read to you, just, it must be an absolute coincidence because rural America is set to be transformed by up to 55 million acres of a federal solar plan that will require eminent domain to take away their land. Now, how would you be able to justify taking away people's land if they're just good Americans? Well, what you have to do is you have to turn them into domestic terrorists. And how do you do that? You have to turn them into white Christian nationals and absolutely make them be the most evil of all so that you can justify by the retarded public that they need to have their land taken away. Our threat is the cities and the people that live in the cities right now to a large degree. And our threat is the people that are walking around and allowing this stuff to continue because this is seeding into our youth. And so all of this is just going to map a plan. So I want to just hit a couple of things. I saw a couple of questions in chat, and it's very important because I don't like starting out. I don't like leaving people with a sense of instability or fear. You know that. It's how I am. There's always an action plan for everything that they do. There's always an action plan to succeed. Always understand that. So when I lay out truth and some of these, and this is the world that I've lived in for way too many years. Okay. It, it's just, there's hard facts and truth when you look at how the enemy operates and you can never let fear settle in. You have to immediately start to think about how am I going to solve these problems? So a couple things just on that. Number one, you do have to be prepared. And that means like when we're talking about a cyber system hit that the magnitude they're doing, understand that we have been set up since the moment they rolled out the internet. They set it up because they allowed things like Windows and other platforms to come in that had built-in backdoors intentionally so they could create a counter business called anti, you know, like viral, viral software, antiviral software. That was the counter business to balance out the lack of profits they were making on the front end. So it was a dual end thing. And those, and they continued to create systems that have backdoors in them so that it became infinitely impossible to protect so that at some point they would have a built-in ability to collapse the system. That was their safety catch. We know that. Because had they not, they would have gone with, which ironically, the group that started it too was AT&T, which is called Linux. And Linux is almost hack-proof. It's not perfectly, but it's very good. Okay. So that said, you have to make precautions. You have to be smart. We talk about this regularly about preparation. That means food, that means water, and that means power. Those are three things. So in your life, just be smart, be prepared, and be able to look at a plan to say, I can sustain myself for 30 days. And can I sustain myself for 60 and 90? Those are critical, very important points. And that includes water, okay? In terms of connectivity within Bars Nation, because I've seen some of these comments come up this morning, and I'm not saying this to like suddenly create a panic in anybody, but isn't it interesting that God has opened up this opportunity for us to acquire Flemingsburg as a ground-based operation location for Bards Nation, which happens to be fairly central to the United States. And we're in the process of acquiring that in a place that has what? Camping spots. Interesting. So I'm bringing this up because God is providing if we're taking a look, okay? 
And it is something that we are continuing to work towards. And I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about this. I'm going to get Willie on this week and have him come over and talk about the vision he has with us. But what you're starting to see is strongholds. We've been talking about this. And example, this this property we have in Sutherland, which is a it's God's put on my heart to make it a place for recovery and recuperation for veterans in the fight, and it, it can open up to other people. And then we have a, a school about 30 minutes away for kids' recovery. But both of those have a vulnerability that have to be fixed, and we're working on it quickly, which is water. Why? Because water is there, but it's under the ground. We have to have power backup systems that are better than we have. Each system that we each as we go along here, it's like God's giving us the time to re- respond to this. So take this as a positive. As they are trying to position themselves to suddenly flip the switch and force everybody into their system, God is positioning us to be able to say, "Okay, I'm giving you a glimpse of what's coming. Take it seriously." And that's where we have to be grateful, and we have to take it seriously because this is not a time to play around. They are making some big moves here. And it's interesting that what they are constantly trying to do is take the land. Why? Because we are connected to the land. The land is sovereign to us in our control. That is our dominion. And they are doing everything they can to push off. And it's about time that we just say no. So all of that said, we're now warmed up for some really good prayer today. And that's good. So let's open with a prayer and let's kick it in. And we've got a good couple hours now that we're going to be able to rain some tear upon the evil and demons of the spiritual realm and uh, bring some joy and glory into this world. Father God, I just want to thank you this morning for this assembly. And it's a beautiful fellowship that we have, and we want to honor that as we begin today. And truly, we lift our hands and we just say, thank you, Father. And we just praise you for all that you've done in the most amazing place and space of bringing bringing us together in a fellowship, in a prayer warrior fellowship and really raising up the hearts of Christ. So, Father, we just as we pray into this now, we're just, we're just asking now for our blessings today as we as we step into the authorities given to us by Jesus. And Jesus says, ask that you'll walk with us today and be with us in all that we do. And that we are stepping into that place of the children of the Most High to declare ourselves as children of the Most High and with the authorities given to us by Jesus to do the things that he did, to step on snakes and scorpions, to take dominion over all evil, to do all that Jesus did and to seek the greater works. Father, this is a, a day that we begin to with the, the glory and power of the fivefold ministry, the apostolic, the prophetic, deliverance, healing the sick and broken and raising the dead. And we ask for those blessings as we step in here today as we also press the gospel of Jesus Christ to bless people, to heal people, and to press into a a demonic realm to push them back, to slay them, to break down strongholds and destroy principalities as they appear. So Father, we, we stand here today mightily arm in arm, side by side, in the body of Christ. We stand unified in our hearts. We come here unified, not not separated by anything else that would, that this world would try to put upon us, but rather stepping boldly together, unified in our hearts in the body of Christ. We ask for your blessings. We ask for all the words necessary to speak. We ask for the prayers that are ne- that we need. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Good times. And we're going to have some good times. All right, I want to start today with a prayer for um, Michelle and Leah, Resistance Chick's mother. If you didn't hear, she's in the hospital right now. And um, she became... She fell ill to this latest round of flu. And I, I, I'm i not going to use COVID because I think COVID is a, a, 
intentionally packed word that is designed to have a psychological negative effect on people. And it does. It's got too much weight with it. It's it's the flu, but it's got some new variation to it. And there's been some interesting things I've learned as I've followed Michelle and Leah's work. We've had conversations about some of the doctors they've talked to, some very in- interesting insights. One of the people, they had someone come over to their house and give their mother an IV, which is really a good method. It's vitamin-packed IVs with some other things that need to go into the body, like anti-nausea drugs if you're having that and so so forth. One of the things that the nurses identified is that one of the consequences of heavily sanitizing, all the sanitizing nonsense that we did, has allowed these the viral issue of this to get stronger. We, the people's immune systems have been weakened, which I agree. We also have the, the masking, this masking nonsense, and then we have the people that have become uh, had compromised immune systems, which, by the way, for those that claim long COVID, whatever that is, it's about 90% of those people that have, quote, long COVID have been injected. That's the latest stat that's come out. So we know that at a certain point, whether they shed or whether they breathe out, whatever they have has now become more toxic. So we're dealing with an environment that's, that's become more heavily polluted, plus all the other variations like 5G, spraying in the air, dumped stuff in the water, all that. So all I say that is, is now we get to a point where our bodies are under very, very, very heavy attack. And Leah and Michelle's mom has become sick, and she got to a point where her saline levels were very low. And so uh, it gets, and I didn't know this, but that's a very critical issue in the body. So they had her go to the hospital so they could raise those levels up, monitor them. And so she's doing better um, in spite of the fact that they've tried to COVID test her. Uh, Michelle and Lee have absolutely said no under no circumstances. They've kept her safe from that. The doctors are eager to try to put her on COVID protocols, which is no kidding. Um, I said saline is sodium. Thank you. I'm making a correction. I just said saline, sodium levels. Thank you. Um, so um, the the idea is very important that what I've learned from this is, and what they're doing very well at, is they're staying side by side with their mother in the hospital, and they are ensuring that no protocols are implemented that are not in alignment with God. We've prayed a lot, and I'm just passing this information on because at a certain point, and Leah and I have had these conversations as well, we have built up an extreme barrier to the hospitals, rightfully so, by the way. They are, as far as I'm concerned, half of them are devils that work in there anyway, or Satan worshipers. And so part of this is that we have to go in with the, the prayer up front and the prayer positioning, that, that there are only things that will happen will be those that God wishes. And you need an advocate when you're with you and going into the hospital. I'm convinced of this more and more to stand side by side and to not allow um, them to influence the decision. Remember, at this point, many of the protocols have shifted to voluntary, but they are still going to try to pitch to you the idea that you need to have a COVID shot or a COVID test. And if they can, if you get tested for COVID positive, which is probably 100% chance you will since they want the money, then they're going to put you on COVID protocols, which is another way of signing your death warrant. So the hospitals have something to offer, but you have to go in vigilant in doing so and not allow them to come near your well-being and what God intends for your, your body temple. So that said, so let's do a prayer and start with a prayer for um, Michelle and Leah's mom. So Father God, I just want to pray into uh, 
Michelle and Leah's mom, and she's in the hospital today, and we just want to surround her with prayers, and we lift her up, and we pray mightily into her heart, and we speak life into her, and we speak restoration into her, and we just speak power of the Holy Spirit to flow through her, to restore her body fully from head to toe and toe to head, and not just to overcome this moment of trial, but rather to use this moment of trial to become fully healed restoring the body to the fullness and capacity of what it is to overcome any other ailment that is there and now to breathe in that power of life and glory of the Holy Spirit to not only fill her body but to flood that room and to overflow into the halls of the hospital. Father, we just pray a blessing upon Leah and Michelle as they stand vigilant as, as literally watchers on the wall protecting their mother and ensuring that the right healing is coming. We pray strength into their hearts and we pray the power of the Holy Spirit to take that strength and bless those in the hospital with the glory of God, to transform this moment of intended darkness by evil, to tear it apart, to shred it, and now to turn the tables and now take the gospel of Jesus Christ into the halls of the hospital and to lift up the glory of God throughout that, that complex. We pray that they'll be able to pray into hospital workers and open their hearts to the glory of Jesus, and we lift up the glory of of healing in a most magnificent way. And so, Father, we also ask for the deployment of healing angels to surround their mother, to continue to pray on her and to heal her and to give her the rest and glory that she needs, to also pray for rest for both Michelle and Leah that are running very long hours now, being that vigilant watchers that they are. And we just raise them up and bless them in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and declare these authorities over them in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Yes important. And we'll continue to be vigilant on that. Okay, so let's begin with the praise reports. It says, praise report. Um, as I got off work, I put on my earbuds and turned on Bards FM and listened last night to last night's show, the new episode of Bended Knee downloaded. So I turned it on. As I pull into the grain elevator to pick up my critter feed, the, pray, the prayer came on. It brought me to tears. I sat outside the MFA and just listened and cried. Thank you guys so much. It's hard to find support uh, in, all lot, in a lot of aspects. It's a blessing to be able to have spiritual help in times like this. I know I'm a sinner, but without this meeting, I, I wouldn't have realized that I, what I was doing. Thank you all so much for what you, what you do. I'm relearning everything that I thought I knew. I'm relearning how to pray, and I'm making a com com uh, commitment to myself and before God that I will open my Founder's Bible to relearn. I can't tell you guys thank you enough. Please have a blessed day, and may God protect and guide all of you. Brody Kadai. Well, Brody, this is a pleasure. I love testimonies like this, profound statements of testimony for um, the, the power of God working into our lives and working in our hearts. So, Father God, I just want to pray a, pray a continued blessing over Brody Kadai, all that has been weighing on him, all that's been struggling with him, and just to lift him up now in the glory of God. We just ask that, Jesus, you can just make yourself present and more and more bold within his heart. And so, Brody, we just, ask, just pray for you to just reach in and just declare again and again, Jesus is my Savior, and for whatever burdens you carry, to openly speak that I forgive myself. And as we do those motions and pray into Jesus to lift yourself up in the glory of God, and we pray into you, we pray restoration in your heart, we pray the love of Jesus into your heart, and we just pray the greatest blessings that God can give you as you embrace this walk anew as a son of the Most High. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
thank you all for lifting me in prayer on Tuesday. God heard every prayer. This is from Nikki. Though it is not yet finished, it went much better than expected. God bless each of you for having the faith to reach out to Father and on my behalf with love, Nikki Knight. Nikki got, uh, if you didn't know, Nikki got ambushed by some technical issue in court, and they were trying to throw her in jail for some stupid thing, which is no surprise. I mean, why not? Why not take a good person and try to stick them in jail and extract money out of them or whatever else? This is a nonsensical issue that Nikki's been fighting since 2020, and they refused to give her a court by a trial by jury. And this is how the technicality happened. We prayed against it, and not only did it work out well, it's really worked out well. Nikki's been able to get back with her lawyer, and they're able to get back on the fight to literally start winning this war. So, Father God, I'm just going to pray into a blessing around Nikki. We place a hedge of protection around her, and we just pray joy and love into her heart. She does so much for this community and so much for the message um, the message and spreading the message and gospel of Jesus Christ. We're blessed to have her. We're blessed to have her part of this community. And we're blessed to have this be walking with her. And so, Father, we just pray blessings into Nikki. We just pray the resources that she needs be, be, be given to her. And we just pray that the doors that only you can open will open. And that with this, there will be a resolve that will be truly of, the, of a righteous solution to this. And we break any curses or, or attempts by the demonic to influence this. Place a hedge of protection around Nikki, anchored in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And so we pray restoration, life, and joy into the heart of Nikki and all those around. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, okay, so we've got a couple things that just came in. I'm going to do these up front because otherwise I'll probably not get them. Um, so we have one that is apparently was in chat here. It's from Well With My Soul. We're going to start our prayers now. I need some big prayers for my household and one of my family members who is dividing the family with a deep dive into the pyramids, Enoch, and Anunnaki, uh, etc. It's uh, It says crazy journey. That's interesting. Um, yeah, this is this is a big thing going on right now. So I, I think, I mean, my first words on this would be, if you haven't read the book of Enoch, read it, because there's a first thing is to understand that the book of Enoch is referenced in the Bible. It may not be part of the canon text, but it is part of the study of biblical material. And there's a lot of hesitation. I mean, obviously the book of Enoch was banned by the Catholic Church, which should tell you that it's probably important to read. There is a pretty good story there. And to understand that story is important because then if you can reference it to the Bible, you can upend some of these things that are going on, whatever this is. The Anunnaki and the pyramids are a big part of this. There's a lot of this going around. Even Greg Reese recently brought out some stuff. Um, and it was important to... Uh, and I don't agree with him because he's really trying to blur the lines in the Christian faith. So... I would um, encourage, first and foremost, if you haven't, well with my soul, read the book of Enoch and cross-reference it to the Bible so that you're armed because this is a truth, a fight of truth. So, Father God, I'm just going to pray into this moment for well with my soul. Just pray that um, whatever is happening here, that we'll have a calmness settle in, that there is a true sense of the love of Jesus coming in. We have a real war going on on accepting Christ in our lives and the importance of that. 
as people are being pulled aside into many of these rabbit holes. Fundamentally, it's, it's a very simple thing, and I think that we, we have to create a, a strength in our anchor of understanding that rather than being panicked by information coming in, we need to keep our eyes fully set on that love in Christ and what that means. And that is truly the freedom and the internal life that he gave. All these other things are just noise. And so, Father, as we anchor ourselves in that truth of where what his what the sacrifice on the cross meant for us, the breaking of the curse, the freeing of us into this world, our obligation of, of the warrior aspect of the heart of Christ, the information that swirls around us becomes, it, it prevents, it doesn't settle into our heart, but rather it just becomes just intrinsic details that we don't need as we stay focused truly on what Christ gave us. So we pray that blessing into the glory of what Christ gave us and of eternal life. We pray the blessing upon them so the blood of Christ to heal. And we pray the blessings of miracles that come from that relationship with Christ in restoration, healing, deliverance, and raising the dead, the greater works that we seek. And we pray these things upon my well with my soul in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I, I want to make a comment here because I come into a lot of this and, I, and I'm just going to speak it. And I think that what when we when things like this happen, there's a lot about our ancient histories that are still remain very scant, even in biblical text. It's difficult to put the whole picture together. And I think that when we get into the, what happens is there's a vulnerability that's happening here that people are able to bring in stories. People love stories. They get fascinated. We start talking about origin theories, where we came from. I can see in this, I don't know that this is what's happening, but I see in this pretty clear. I reference Enoch frequently here because I do see it's an important text. It's not a canon text. But I definitely see Enoch as an important part of the story of what goes on, and it's referenced in the Bible. So know the book and know where it's referenced. Those are important things. I mean, I had a, literally had a sit-down with Pastor Travis Graham back five years, four years ago, five years ago. And we were sitting there, and he had never read the book of Enoch, and I was describing it to him. And he literally, as I'm talking, he was going through going, wow, that's said here in Genesis, that's said here, that's said here, that's said here. So there is a correlation that's important. And as we know those things, a lot of the concerns of, of the ability to counteract these fights go away. The other piece that's important, and I just find this somehow gets lost so much in the simplistic message, if we focus on the red-letter language of Jesus and focus on that, it isn't that I'm a huge believer in, in knowing the Old Testament, like really knowing it, but I also believe that the red-letter language is so much of the authorities that we've been given, and we forget this too often. And so in our authorities of the red letter language, as we lean into this, there's really nothing to worry about. I mean, that simple message is this. I mean, we can people can talk noise all day long. They can talk to me about Anunnaki. They can talk to me about some ancient civilization. They can talk about Atlantis. I don't really care. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Here's the truth. The simple fact is this. Jesus died on the cross to break the curse and to free us from our sins. All we have to do is accept him into our heart to have eternal life. And so the question then is, are you willing to take the risk of not accepting Jesus fully in who he is in your heart and take the risk that you will live this life and not be able to have eternal life, to live a life without God, the absence of God? Or are you going to follow this other stuff that you're doing that wants to entertain your brain? Or do you want to commit yourself to a walk in Christ that will truly make you and the world around you better in a more glorious way, centered on the principal power and authorities of love 
and the miracles of God. It's not a difficult conversation. And if they say, I'm not interested in that, you're like, I'll pray for you. Pretty simple. And if you don't have that fear of God, and this is a problem, it's a simple thing. All this other stuff doesn't make the world better. It just makes the world busier. We're trying to make the world a better place. Jesus represents making the world a better place and defeating evil. And if you are one who likes, if you're a man and you hopefully you like to get into, to, you want to be in a war to fight and to protect humanity, I keep saying it. I get into the spiritual fight, man. There is no limit to how many demons you can slay. You don't even need a license and you're not going to jail. So when we get these simpler messages in place and we start focusing on the core mission of what we are supposed to be doing, which in my opinion is about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, with that comes the greater authorities, which is the apostolic ministries. I mean, it's literally apostolic, prophetic, healing the sick and the broken, deliverance, casting out demons, and ultimately doing the greater works. And that to me is like when people touch that, it becomes the most empowering. Just finish with this comment. Special Forces guys, in 2003, they got pulled into the war in Iraq, which was the, which was the purge slash surge, should, should be called the purge. And all of their core training, which was engagement, based on engagement, that means sitting, talking to people and building alliances, got replaced with this high adrenaline, kick in the door, shoot people in the face type work. And it is highly addictive because the adrenaline levels are unbelievable. So then they get they go to Iraq and then they get rolled to Afghanistan, where Afghanistan is the traditional special forces fight. I will I remember the day that I sat and talked to a team sergeant and I had gone down to work with them on a problem where they had lost one of their guys. And their one of their guys got blown up. And I remember having the talk because my work was engagement. That's what I did. And we solved that problem. And I remember him coming to me and saying, brother, he said, you have reminded us of our core duties. This is the hardest work we could do and the most rewarding. See, that's, that's where we're at. The work with Jesus isn't the most adrenaline driven. It can be, but it's the hardest work. It's also the most rewarding work. And once people step into that work and the walk of Jesus, there's no going back. I mean, how much greater can it be to heal than pray and heal somebody? Or how much greater can it be to watch somebody's life transform by accepting Christ into their heart? And if people are more interested in running down the rabbit holes of pyramids and Egyptian gods and Anunnaki and whatever else, like, okay, enjoy. But we need to pivot and get back to the love of Jesus. And if they're not willing to accept, like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't believe that Jesus exists or I don't believe in Jesus, whatever. You can hear all these nonsense things. It's like, okay, brother, I'm going to pray for you. Because here's what's at risk in your life. If you aren't going to accept Jesus Christ in your life, and you're, you're not going to want to take that step to do so. You're taking the risk in your life by your own free will that you will not have eternal life. I'll pray for you. And let them sit with it. Let them sit with that truth. That's it. And with that, we'll pray for them. It's pretty simple. So to add, just to close out that prayer for well with my soul, we're just going to pray for your family and just pray that they see the light and see the clarity of the power of Jesus and take that message to them. Let them know the importance of Jesus. So we just pray a blessing over well with my soul's family, pray a blessing of the power of Jesus. We pray the blessing of the glory of Jesus in the heart of each person. And we raise each person up to truly see the truth that in before us and now is a choice. 
And if you're going to get to Enoch, that is the core of the story. Choosing God by your free will or being obedient to Satan and his lies. Choose God. Simple. Okay. Linda, if it's not too late, it says, will you ask Scott to pray for Pastor Hibbs? He's being attacked heavily because of his opening prayer in Congress. He used Heavenly Father and Jesus in his prayer, and they are coming against him hard. Um, his prayer can be found on YouTube. Scott may be aware of it. Thank you, sis, DJ Shaw. No, I didn't know about it, but of course we'll pray with Pastor Hibbs. If you're using <laughs> of course they're coming after it. You have a bunch of witches coven Satanists up there on Capitol Hill. I mean, these are the same people that dressed in white and were hissing at Trump like, like serpents. Golly. Speak Jesus and their demons go crazy. So I, we're going to turn this into a bigger prayer than that. We're going to turn this into a prayer of deliverance to save our Congress. So let's try that. All right. So, Father God, we're just going to step into the authorities given to us by Jesus to step on snakes and scorpions and have dominion over all evil. And we begin this prayer today with a hedge of protection around Pastor Hibbs. We anchor it in the blood of Christ. And we anchor it infinitely up and infinitely down. And with this prayer and with this hedge of protection, it is now known that demons, you have no authority and no ability to come near Pastor Hibbs, for he is declared as a child of the Most High. And we bless him. We pray into him, and Father, we just ask for the deployment of war angels to surround him and now to ward off any of these attacks. And any of the attacks coming of Pastor Hibbs, we bind and we gag those tongues and we throw those demons down to the feet of Jesus for judgment. And so, Father, as we stand here and we declare, we are now declaring authority over the capital space where Pastor Hibbs spoke. And we declare this in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, that we take authority and dominion over all that evil in the capital space. Now we confront this and we go after the demons. And this is principality type controls. And so, Father, we are praying against this control. We are praying against any of the demonic activity that is now rising up. We raise our hands and we declare in the name of Jesus that you shall be gone. We cast you out into the lake of fire and into the eternal abyss to forever be separated from humanity. And Father, as we pray this prayer today, we, we pray into the hearts of each member of Congress. We pray into the heart, we pray the love of Jesus into each member of Congress. We pray the love of Jesus and the forgiveness of Jesus into each member of Congress as we just pray into the, the ability to separate the sin from the sinner. We truly watch people come to their knees and begin to weep and feel the power of the living God. And Jesus, we ask that you'll make yourself presence present to each one in their waking or sleeping space to let them re remind them of truly the power of you as warrior king, both one of forgiveness, but one of the greatest power and might of all. Let them all now sit in awe of the glory of Jesus that sits above them. Let them all now be feeling the power of the smallness in which they are, this worship of this two-bit charlatan that calls himself a God. This would be Satan. And so we pray against those, those words spoken by the father of lies. We bind them and gag them. We cast them into the lake of fire. And any of the serpents that are lurking around there, and there are many, we pray into them and we pray them out of people's hearts. We literally pray an open portal into the pit of hell that these 
serpents will be now drawn into. And as we pray into this, the serpents are pouring out of their hearts and falling into the pit of hell, into the lake of fire to forever be cast away and burned and incinerated forever. And with us, we're seeing the hearts freed. We see the tongues now that have been wagging with the forked tongue of a snake now being removed and seeing the, the calmness and beauty of the glory of each person starting to emerge. We separate again the sin from the sinner and we cast out that of the demonic that has been influencing each one of them. And we declare authority over all of this space in the name of Jesus Christ. Speaking now as the children and sons and daughters of the Most High, we step in as the princes and priests of this time with our hands raised, declared, standing mightily. We are literally walking side by side with Jesus, speaking into this space, hands raised, speaking out, declaring in the name of Jesus that demons be gone. This is the people's house. This is not the house of demons. You have no space here. You have no authority here. For this space has now been declared by the, by the authority of heaven, that this is now a heaven space. Kingdom is now here. And Father, we ask for the deployment of war angels around the perimeter of D.C. and throughout the entire capital space. War angels to now stand and post guard as demons are screaming and scattering out. And Father, we pray into this mightily with the power of Holy Spirit to come down upon our capital and to flood it out and to flush out every demon possible. And these portals that we pray into that the, de- the snakes and serpents fall into, let them fall to the abyss of hell. And as they fall, we seal those portals so they can never return. And so, Father, we pray for an opening of the sky above D.C., a glorful beam of light coming from heaven, a reminder of the power and glory of who you are, and a shaking, a great shaking of the earth that happens there. And in doing so, we see and and the witnessing the freedom the people start to experience in the love of Christ and truly start to see the trueness in their heart that has been captured and start to allow them to be forgiven and be freed and brought into the the glory of heaven. And so, Father, with this, we we pray for the sins which they have walked, which are deep and dark, and may they find the the power and will within themselves to find themselves on their knees weeping for forgiveness and seeking forgiveness for that which they have done. And we pray this blessing upon all those in D.C. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Just got this in. Uh, This is another praise report. Thank you, Bart's family, for your prayers over my children and grandchildren. The alienation I have felt during the past three years has been a struggle. However, the time spent learning from Jesus, his timing is always perfect. Jesus showed me that even family can be idols before the Lord. When speaking with my daughter, I was invited to go on their family vacation to Missouri to celebrate my youngest grandson's first birthday on the 16th of March. Praise Jesus. I was preparing my heart and expectations. I truly felt that either result would be okay. Continued prayers for the prodigals, but this is huge. Jesus is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear ever fear? Thank you again, and Scott, for all your heartfelt petition before the throne for our Father. Amen. Well, this is wonderful. This comes from, um, I'm trying to, looks like Tammy Gee. Tammy, Tammy Gee, I think I got that right. Okay, so this comes from Tammy. There. So, Father, God, I just want to raise our hands in prayer and, and praise and thank you for all that you have done here to help heal the broken, to, to see the impossible made possible. 
And Father, we're reminded again that through you all things are possible. And this is just an incredible moment again of testimony of the power of prayer and their love in Jesus, that all things through Jesus are possible and that we can heal even the most impossible breakages in our life. This period of time of COVID con has, has caused so much damage emotionally and spiritually, separations in family by design. And so, Father, we pray not only into Tammy, but to other families today. We pray into the healing and the rebuilding of bridges, bridges that have been broken, bridges that have been fractured, bridges that have been distorted because of this lie in which people have accepted into their heart. And so we cast out the lies of hearts and we cast in the glory and love of Jesus. And so for Tammy, you just pray a blessing over her and a blessing over her family, that this can be completely restored and that these are first steps to building truly a beautiful relationship to nurture of nurturing and to raise them up in the glory of Jesus. And may this family be touched by what's in Tammy's heart in such a profound way that truly Jesus touches each and every one of them. May this be the beginning of steps of sowing greater seeds of kingdom to raise them up and to truly be in a moment where the family now turns their eyes to Jesus as one, rebuilding the soul ties, reforging their relationships through the body of Christ, and to step away from the corruption of the flesh and now put their eyes on the glory of of heaven and the glory of the Spirit. We pray these things and bless these things over Tammy's family. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Always exciting times. I tell you, a lot of good stuff happening. I pray a prayer for guidance and protection of Doc Chambers, who is rising up with God's warriors to fight for our children. This comes from J. Kritz Weiser, 54. Father God, we're just going to pray a prayer, a hedge of protection around Pete Chambers, Lieutenant Colonel, Special Forces, retired. We just pray a, a, a prayer of discernment, of, of, of protection, and a prayer of the warrior heart within this man to continue to seek Jesus and seek Holy Spirit in all that he does, as he does so well, but to continue that in the guidance as he walks forward, to have the clarity and to have the resources and to have the leadership that is going to be needed as he continues to press forward to save the little ones. May this be a fire that continues to light in a greater way in his heart than ever before. And may all of those warriors that he calls around him be touched by the power of Holy Spirit. And may they be awakened into the greater glory of God in this fight. May, these, may this be the, a prayer and a blessing of the heart of David upon Pete Chambers and all the men that work under him. The glory of David to be able to stand against evil and to speak the truth of God. To know that if you tarm the little ones, you will face the sword. And so, Father, we just pray into this mighty team that he's building, a gloriful team of warriors that are now out on the point of the Spirit to save the little ones. May you bless him, guide him, protect him, and all of his team. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Good stuff. Pete's a good man. We're blessed to have him in this time. I'm going to pray a quick prayer for Ivan Ranklin as well, Lieutenant Colonel. Father, God, I'm just going to pray for Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ivan Ranklin, who's been literally the warrior of truth and information on D.C. as he literally faces off with evil daily, face-to-face, close quarters, speaking truth. And may you bless him with the power of Holy Spirit in a greater and deeper way than he's ever imagined. We were blessed to have him at Bard's Fest, blessed to be able to put our hands on him and pray for him. We pray for the protection of him and his family. We know that there's some... There's a lot of stress now on that whole structure. And so we pray into his heart, 
into a purity and loving heart of the love of Jesus. And may that also be spread across his family in protection of them all. And now as he wages war, we know that the enemy is going to find, try to find its weaknesses to try to divide and conquer. And so we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We bind and gag any whispers of the demons to, that are infecting his children, his family, himself. And we cast them to the, to the lake of fire. So Jesus, we just ask for the, your healing arms to wrap around his entire family, to lift him up in prayer as we do, and to now pray into his heart for the healing and this, of all of them. These are stressful times. And the enemy uses any chance it can to find an entry point to cause disturbance and pain and destruction. And so in the name of Jesus, we declare healing and authority over this family with a hedge of protection and the anchored in the blood of Jesus. And we pray that this moment in time going forward, Ivan Ranklin now will be protected with literally war angels walking side by side as healing angels move through his life and his personal life, lifting him up and giving him greater authority to speak the words that even he doesn't know but are tattooed on his heart of Scripture and Holy Spirit to speak into these demons and cast them out in the name of Jesus, in the name of victory, in the name of all things that we seek in raising up humanity and freeing us from the enslavement of this satanic evil. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Hey, family, will you please say a prayer for my dad and mama? She's been dealing with pension issues over life insurance through GM and fighting the system on dad's behalf because he's not capable of dealing with it. She's durable, uh, power of attorney uh, for medical and day-to-day operations, but they will not give her information because they claim he needs to update the information. It's complicated to explain. Anyway, she's overwhelmed. Dad has mild dementia. I think it's just normal old age, 83 stuff, nevertheless. He fell a couple of days ago and is pretty sore. Nothing broken, thank God. He's also struggling with a terrible cough and mucus. Thank you for your prayers. I love you all, DJ Shaw. That's what seems to be going around, is this cough and mucus development in the lungs, which ironically, I just will say this, when we go to the Spanish flu, what's the number one side effect of the Spanish flu was cough and mucus. And what was it caused by that we now know? Radio waves. So that's telling me that likely what a lot of is happening, a lot of this in the United States is happening right now, is they're dialing up the 5G. No surprise. Blame it on COVID. Kill people with the radiation. There we go. Stay strong, folks. I mean, literally, keep make sure your your family members are taking supplements. Uh, colloidal silver is a good one. I should probably get back to offering that again. We have some good colloidal silver through uh, Eric Naputi. I'll get back to that. Colloidal silver, a few other things, important things to offer. Really big. Okay. So, Father God, I just want to pray over uh, DJ Shaw's father as we pray into him and pray into all that he's dealing with. We just pray truly into his heart. We pray restoration into his heart. We place a hedge of protection around him. And we pray a a helmet of salvation upon him. Whatever is causing this disruption in his body, we're now rebuking that as we pray this hedge of protection around him, which truly is anchored in the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And as we pray love and restoration into his heart and healing from head to toe and toe to head, and so, Father, we also pray the breathing of Holy Spirit. As he breathes in Holy Spirit, he excels, expels out anything evil. 
And to do that, to breathe in Holy Spirit, to expel evil, and breathe in Holy Spirit and to expel evil. And Father, our hands are above him and around him as we pray healing and restoration into him. And we pray clarity of mind. This is part of the helmet of salvation, to restore the restoration of cognitive capacities to help transition this moment of challenge for his wife in dealing with life insurance and other things, that he can have the clarity and presence for the time needed to shift this back and deal with the durable power of attorney and other details of this to get it properly handled in the right cognitive framework. So Father, we know that this is part of the miracles that you can do, and we pray this miracle into his father, into DJ DJ Shaw's father, to literally restore his father's mental and cognitive capacities, and as he is in this state, to be able to transition the family to whatever position they need to safely and comfortably, to keep what they have and what they've worked so hard to do out of the hands of the evil grubbers that are out here, the Satanists that simply roll around trying to steal people's money and livelihood. And we pray the blessings of heaven upon him. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. My son called from an undisclosed location. All I know is that he's doing well, but I know he needs prayers. I'm not sure what ex- what ex- um, to expect against the PTSD he is dealing with. Something big happened that he will tell us when he, he returns soon. So can you all add my son, Kenneth, who is in the Navy, to your prayers? Can you help me pray a hedge of protection over Ken, over his heart, mind, body, that no harm is able to hurt him? Praying against the PTSD Kenneth is dealing with. He's having serious nightmares and is tired, but he is still able to do, do his job. Praying against the darkness that he has been feeling and for him to remain the upright, moral, ethical man that he is. He's been awarded two Navy commendations, a combat C, and some other awards on his deployment so that has been through, he has been through so much. And thankfully, it gets close to the end of his time at sea for now. We are praying that he accepts how much the world appreciates him for all the missiles and drones he's shot down before they made contact with their targets, preventing escalation and damage to the intended targets. Praying for understanding and peace as soon returns so that through the Holy Spirit he can be restored in mind and body. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Kitty to Karen. I think it's Kitty to Karen for Jesus these days, which is pretty cool. She changed her name, her screen name. Um, real interesting. My uncle, my actually, it's a, not correct. He was I called him an uncle. He's like a cousin, my dad's cousin, which would make a second cousin to me. Blah blah blah. Anyway, he was in World War II, and he was a, a um, radar operator in the bowels of the ship. And they were his mission was to run counter battery fire for incoming kamikazes. And I don't know if this is related here, but it's interesting because of the comment about drones. He suffered in real PTSD for a long time because of the intensity of having to constantly be in charge of defeating these incoming attacks. You know, when you're at sea, your ship is your world. The earth gets very small. Literally, your island is a ship. So everything that is there and everything that you do to protect that becomes very, very real and highly stressful. One air and everybody can die. 
and this is a big weight that people carry. Um, and so we are uh, going to pray for him, obviously. So, Father God, we just lift up Kenneth in our prayers today. And this is uh, a man who's obviously dealing with some darkness, and so much of that darkness ultimately in these shadow spaces is, is demonic, trying to find its way in through the through this unsettlingness of fear. Perhaps it's doubt, and um, perhaps it's some sort of deep wound that has emanated in, into this time. So, Father, we're just going to pray into each one of those, and we pray into the doubt, and we rebuke any doubt or hesitation that sits within him. And this is Holy Spirit. You were doing, you've done a great job, Ken. And so we are speaking into you and telling you that right now you've overcome and the demons are trying to work with you and try to have you relive events or live out events that aren't true. So we place a hedge of protection around you and pray a powerful helmet of salvation upon you as we pray new armor be placed around you and strengthen you. And so we breathe life into your heart and we rebuke any of the darkness that's trying to come in. And we breathe restoration into your heart and we rebuke any of the darkness that thinks it can creep in. And we declare you as a child of the Most High. And so, Father, with this, we are asking that war angels literally be posted around him to fend off this darkness that's creeping in. And Jesus, we ask that you can place your hands upon him as we pray into him and pray with him to have full restoration from his mind, body, soul, and spirit. We lift him up. And Ken, we are praying into you. We're praying, again, life and restoration into your heart. And in those dreams now, we're just literally, we're just going to flood your whole dreams with the glory and love of Holy Spirit, washing and rinsing away those dark memories, those things, those doubts, those fears that are there. They just are creeping in. Fear is like a virus. Doubt is the portal for demons to enter. So, Father, we just pray into this. And any sort of wounding that's happened along the way, spiritual wounding. So we're just going to pray into this, the healing of those spiritual wounds. And we just pray a salve of the blood of Jesus into that and to just to go through your spiritual timeline and let each of these moments just be slowly healed and released. And those bondages and ties that are pulling you back to just break those ties and release them. And we just lift you up in the glory of God and just let that whole power and might of the Holy Spirit just flow through you. And we can literally see this just like a huge white light just cleansing all of you. And in all of this, we pray and declare in the name of Jesus, amen. Please send prayers to the Mendenhall family. Cheryl's stepson was in a very bad snowboarding accident and had to be life-flighted yesterday. He is in pretty bad shape. Lift him up in your prayers, Jonathan. So, Father God, I'm just going to pray into the Mendenhall family's son, or stepson, and uh, who has literally been in a bad accident. So, Father, we're just going to place a hedge of protection around him. We're just going to start praying Holy Spirit to flow through him. And we pray into his heart, and we pray, pray life and restoration. And Father, in the authorities given to us by Jesus, we are going to declare immediate, incredible, rapid, and miracle healing upon this upon this young man. And so we are going to we just pray from head to toe and toe to head that the Holy Spirit just flows through him, and then we just truly have the power and blood of Jesus touching him in all aspects. 
We're literally witnessing bones being healed. We're witnessing the body being restored in real time as we pray against, pray for this and pray into this. We pray against any of the evil that may be on the edge and perimeters of this. And with this hedge of protection, which is anchored in the blood of Jesus, infinitely up and infinitely down, we are now filling this space with this the glory and power and light, the beautiful, pure light of Holy Spirit to cleanse him. And we just see Jesus right there before him at his bedside. And we're praying with him, all of us, surrounded in this beautiful space. And Father, we're just asking for the deployment of war or of healing angels to come down and to flood this. So we just hear the heavenly voices, just the hymns flowing through him. And we just hear this heavenly voice speaking into him. And it's truly just the white linens that are now upon him and the beauty and glory of his healing. This is a miracle immediate healing upon his body. And we're seeing the bones healing. The doctors are stunned. There's nothing they can speak of but just what is this miracle? We're praying a miracle of healing that is now something greater in him. It's a gift and and an anointing that's coming upon him as we pray into this for him to now step into a new space in his life to go from disaster and breakage. And this is a word from Holy Spirit. We're being broken from where you are to being rebuilt to where God needs you. And this is a new stepping into an anointing, a door that only God can open. And it's there. And all you have to do is step through, Ken. Or the, I'm sorry, this is not Ken. This is the, the, the uh, stepson. We are just praying into this. And you are stepping into this. And this is the Mendenhall family again. My apologies. As, we, as you step into this and step across that threshold and the door that Jesus is literally holding open for you, leaving that past behind you and that brokenness, which is now truly a reshaping and a rebirthing within the body of Christ. So, Father, we just pray this miracle upon this young man and raise him up and raise the family of the men in halls up. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Prayer request, please. I was able to get an appointment tomorrow, 229, to go to my biological dentist. I don't know what a biological dentist is. Praise God. I usually have to wait a week or two to get an appointment. It will be good to find out what's causing the nerve pain across the right side of my face. It even happens when I rub my nose. I'm going to rub my nose because my, I just rubbed my nose because my mustache was causing my nose to itch, but that's not related. Goodness, it says. Also, please agree with me that God will supply the finances to cover all dental expenses needed according to his, his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. I believe he will supply all my needs exceedingly, abundantly, above all and beyond. I could ask, ever ask, or think, praise God and hallelujah in his name, Deborah W. So it's, it even, it's a pain that runs right across her face, a nerve pain across the right side of her face, even when she rubs her nose. Well, I have a, I have a better way of doing this. We're just going to pray for healing. How's that, Father God? I'm just going to pray into Deborah W's um, moment here. This nerve pain that's striking her and causing her discomfort. And so we're just going to place our hands around her, and we're just praying into this, and we just pray powerful healing through her entire face and through all of her nerve systems in her face, and actually into her spine. This is this is something much deeper than it's appearing. It's manifesting in a nerve pain across her face, but this is going deeper within the neurosystem. So, Father, we're just praying from head to toe and toe to head, just a cleansing 
light and power of the Holy Spirit to flood through her. And in this, just a full and powerful restoration, we just see that the nerve pain is gone and the nerves, the signaling that's going on there, those, those, that rewiring is happening right now. This is Holy Spirit working right here. So, Father, we pray immediate and we declare immediate healing upon Deborah W. And we declare these things in the name of Jesus and the authorities given to us by Jesus. And we lift her up and may this be a healing that doesn't just affect the nerve ending, but it goes through the entire body. And having a reset down to even the spiritual level. And whatever is there in that spiritual level, what is breaking off any binds or ties to the demonic, wrapping Deborah in just a shield of faith, a powerful shield of armor, a new armor that's being placed upon her. A helmet of salvation that's placed upon her as well. And now we just pray into this Holy Spirit and all this becomes every space where there is a wound in the spiritual level is now being healed and the armor is sealing over that. And so with this, Father, we just pray into this heart, a love and glory of Holy Spirit to lift Deborah up and to heal her from head to toe and toe to head and to remove this pain of nerve damage. And we declare this thing, these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You know, it's interesting, and I, I just say this as a side note. Um, I think, and I, I'm guilty of this. I'm not just speaking this in general. We have, we still have a default very often that we, we seek to default into um, into the place of going to a doctor and then asking for the outcome rather than going to God first and then letting him guide us to the doctor if that's what God wants. And it's an important shift that we have to do here. And in my opinion, all of us, our primary physician is our father. And if he guides us to a doctor, then that's where we go. But we should always first go to him, even in the phrasing of our requests, because it's there that we step into those true authorities of kingdom. And when we're walking in kingdom, understanding that the ailments and ills that are of this world that manifest in the physical ultimately begin in the spirit. So if we're waging war in the spirit, then our wars that we win and fight will overcome that in the physical. And there may be moments, and likely will be, that God will say, you need to go to a doctor, or God will open that door for a doctor or whoever. But when we anchor everything first in the spirit, Again, not a rebuke, a comment here, being very clear about this, because we all tend to do it. We have to pivot first in all things to God first, and that's a discipline. And we have to discipline ourselves that in anything that we encounter, we go to God first and then seek Holy Spirit to guide us to the answer. And when we continue to live our life that way, we start to transition from a life that, I'm not speaking of anybody here, but I'm just saying as a general whole, humanity has fallen to a place of a living in the flesh about 90% of the time and living in the spirit about 10% of the time. We need to invert those numbers. We need to be living in the spirit 90% of the time and experiencing the flesh about 10. So it's, yes, we're in the flesh, but our everything that we do has to be manifest through spirit. And that's where when we get to that place in everything we do, I think we start to see an incredible shift in our lives and understanding just what that means. And we also realize how petty so much of in our physical world, differences between people, disagreements, blah, 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 whatever. The news cycle, the fear porn that they put upon us, we just reject it because in the spirit, we already know we've won this. 
We're just now conquering this in the flesh. It isn't to say Satan doesn't exist, by the way, because he's, he's real. And that's where Satan preys upon is the weakness of the mind and the weakness of the fleshly mind and does so, so well. And that's where we have to rebuke that and come in mightily as the children of the Most High and then just slay him, which is a good idea. Hello, I'm asking you to join me in prayer for my mother. She is in a lot of pain, can't walk, and and the hospital told her today that it was from spinal stenosis and gave her a list of things that are potentially potential treatment plans. I have been praying with her and declaring and decreeing health and wellness to her body. Since she fell, passed out, and hit her head and knees two weeks ago, she has been struggling with balance, feeling off, and she went to the hospital last week. They did MRI and other tests to see if she has had anything going on in her head, and they said that she had a concussion and sent her home after two days. Today, which is two, this was written on 228, is also her 84th birthday. Well, happy belated birthday, mom. She went back to, she went back by ambulance. They said there's nothing they can do for her and released her with a prescription for uh, prednisone and uh, tramadol. On a scale of 10, she said her pain is 15. As her daughter, I want to see her see relief for her. She has received three jabs and is a believer who has been spending more time in the word in the last few years. I did talk with her about repenting for depending on science instead of the Lord. I appreciate knowing that Bard's nation will be standing in the gap for her and believing for total healing and restoration. You bet we will. Update. Thanks for praying, guys. My mom went back to the hospital in the middle of the night and they are they have her on morphine to alleviate some of that pain she's experiencing. They are going to do an MRI on her back and then consider putting her in a rehabilitation center. That's what I have so far, and I'm, it's comforting knowing that we are praying for her. Update number two, the test revealed a network of injured nerves. She is still in the hospital, received an epidural to relieve the pain and find out on Monday if they will release her to a rehabilitation center. I am still believing that the Lord is touching her and restoring her body to complete health. I guarantee you he is. So Father God, I'm just going to pray into this moment for Karen's mother. And, and let me stop this prayer a minute real quick, just to make a side note. It's very interesting when we observe medicine from the outside, from the positions that we sit. We all know that when we read a, hear a testimony like this, that medicine is... We, we see the ultimate limits of medicine. They have no way of stopping this pain other than drugs. And most of these drugs that they place upon people are highly addictive. Morphine is a good example. My grandfather had this years ago and became addicted to morphine because of an infection in his hip. They have no real solutions, which should tell us how great our task is when we step into something like this and how important it is that we succeed. That means we come about this truly with the loving and purified hearts to know that we believe in our Father to heal this. And as we come together in unison, we become the deliverers through our, our Father uses us to deliver truly the ultimate healing. So this is a person, I just, I'm just making this point here, and among many that come here, that this is where they come and give us their most prized moment in their life. It's a special moment, and we honor this deeply, Karen O. 
we monitor this because this is somebody saying, my mother needs help. And it's obvious that medicine can't help. But Karen O., like so many that come here, know where they can find help through Father. And they're trusting us as a community to step in and say, yes, we will help you because we are all together in the body of Christ. So with that, Father God, we pray into this moment for Karen O.'s mother. And this is, and begin by just celebrating her 84 years of life that you have blessed this world with. So Father, we just want to go to the the place of the jab, and we're just going to pray against any of that issues that are in there, and there's likely some of this dealing with some of this pain right now. So Father, we're just praying the Holy Spirit into her and praying the cleansing blood of Jesus to move through her from head to toe and toe to head and to purify her body and her blood. We place a hedge of protection around her, Father, and we anchor it in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And now we pray for new armor upon her, a helmet of salvation and greater armor upon her body, stronger and greater than ever before. And so, Father, we pray the word within her. As she's reading and more deeply in the word, we just pray that those words that you need her to hear and to see will be revealed in the text to have the Bible read her as she reads the Bible. And as those words settle into her, let them be the healing salve that go through her and to resonate from head to toe and toe to head. This is a frequency prayer in the sense of the word of Jesus is now the frequency of healing upon this body. Nerve endings are energy. This is what's causing this disruption. And so, Father, we're praying into this with the frequency of the word of Jesus, powerful words of our our King and Savior to move through these nerve endings, to move through these nerve bundles, and to reroute these and to take this pain away. Father, this is a likely connection somewhere in the demonic, and so we sever those ties with the demonic, and we declare this beautiful woman a child of the Most High. And with that, any contracts made intentional or unintentional by the demonic, they are now rebuked, bound, and cast to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Demons, you have no more authority here, nor, nor can you speak in any form, frequency, or word into this woman's life. For you are now rebuked and stand aside. And we have intervened here as children of the Most High, as the princes and priests of this world, that God has given us the authority to declare authority over people in the name of our King, Jesus. And so we declare authority over Karano's mother, authority to heal. Authority for miraculous and instantaneous healing, healing of the back, healing of the spinal, healing of the of the nerve endings, and just a flow, a beautiful flow of Holy Spirit, the light and power and glory of kingdom to flow through her. And let this be almost electrifying in a beautiful way. As the injuries are now healed and as the body is now restored, the pain is now removed, and we just now flood her through with a cleansing flow of love, a powerful prayer of love to cleanse her body, to cleanse it down to a cellular level, to cleanse out these chemicals and these these drugs that are being used to suppress the pain and this pain that is being used to weaken her. And then we rebuke this and we now use this as a rerouting this as rather than being pain, it's empowering electrified current from heaven that is moving through her whole body. And so, Father, we pray restoration and full restoration into this, into this woman. We pray restoration and the glory of God into this woman. And we honor her for the seeking of, of the word. We honor her and honor her daughter for the, that is what is going on as her daughter stands by her side. And we pray a blessing upon both of them and the blood of Christ to touch both of them. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. I have 
news about my brother, Brian Roberts. He passed away last night. I have no details, but yet, uh, yet, but he has gone home to be with our Lord. Thank you for all for the prayers that have been said over the past few months. God bless you all. Crafty Nut. Well, Father, we're just going to pray into Crafty Nut's heart and just pray a blessing of healing upon her as the, with the news of the loss of her brother. So, Father, we just pray for wherever Brian Roberts is. We pray for, the, for his soul. We pray for him to be reunited in the kingdom. And we just pray into Crafty Nut to have the confidence in knowing that God has got this. And we pray healing into Crafty Nut's heart. We would let that blood of Jesus touch her and to, to literally flood through her to heal those wounds of loss and to now focus and let the memories of, of the joy of Brian Roberts flow through her and let the, the pain of loss diminish and let the, the glory of who he was fill her heart in this moment. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Hello, everybody, and God bless. I have been very ill and could use your prayers, Tommy Ritter. This is the second week we have now prayed for Tommy Ritter, so let's get him healed. Father God, I'm just going to pray into Tommy Ritter. We just pray a hedge of protection around him, and we pray Holy Spirit through him. And we, in this hedge of protection, we anchor in the blood of Jesus that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And so, Father, we're just going to place our hands above Tommy Ritter, and we're praying life and restoration into his heart. And let that fill his body fully from head to toe and toe to head. As we just see a, just a cleansing energy of Holy Spirit flow through him. We rebuke any of these attacks coming from the outside, and we breathe life into his lungs. And Tommy, you just need to breathe in, breathe in Holy Spirit and expel out whatever is ailing you. So Father, we just take this moment now to pray full restoration upon this body. And we declare this in the name of Jesus and the authorities given to us by Jesus. For now we are literally stepping on snakes and scorpions and we take dominion over all evil related to Tommy Ritter. And this is a child of the most high, blessed and of kingdom. And so, Father, as any of the demonic that is there trying to influence his maladies, we break them off, cast them off into the lake of fire, and we speak the authority of kingdom above him, truly see him enveloped in this gloriful light of Holy Spirit. Jesus, we just ask that you'll join us with hands upon Tommy Ritter as we heal him and restore him to the fullness of what he is. And so we pray restoration, healing, and the miracle of the living God upon you. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Prayer warriors, please pray for my teen daughter's healing. She never gets sick, and she is battling what they are saying is a viral illness this week. It's been terrible. Melanie. This is what's going around. I'm telling you. And I'm, I'm not belittling the viral thing, but I am going to tell you there is something connected to this 5G nonsense. And it's equally something tied to this garbage that keeps spraying in the air and equally committed uh, related to this whole viral soup that they've been feeding into this world, probably coming up with stuff they've been dropping. So keep yourself strong. And so Melanie, I'm just going to speak into this, and this is just over this last week, what has come through prayer to share with you. Um, 
these are just some basic protocols to really get into place and be there. If you have ivermectin, get your daughter on ivermectin and make sure your ivermectin is something new that we've discovered. Ivermectin needs to be, has a shelf life of about a year. So get ivermectin in, in your daughter, get the, get it and don't, you can even overdo it a bit, but get some ivermectin in there. I would also encourage you, again, I'm not a doctor, I don't wear a white coat, don't play a doctor on TV, and I especially don't like soap operas, and I don't do commercials. But from my own experience, I would encourage you to investigate um, Colloidal Silver. I think it's a good product. Um, Mike Adams sells a good brand. So does Dr. Eric Naputi and his stuff. And so that I would get that on and colloidal silver. You can do like 10 sprays under your tongue um, three times a day. And I would just do it in a burst for like three to five days. That'll help. It does help. And with this to continue to keep your supplements up, which is so important right now in this and keep fluids up. So a lot of these things, and these are just some basics to try to help your body get to the base to overcome this. I would also look at a nebulizer, if there's congestion with this, which I'm, I'm implying that there probably is because it seems to be going around, and a nebulizer with um, hydrogen peroxide household, which is 3% strength, I think, and a little bit of iodine, and nebulize that like a one drop of iodine and just let that nebulize into your body. So let your body start restoring that and doing that. So these are important things to do, and this is a difficult, this sickness is just seems to be going places. So Father God, we're just going to pray into um, Melanie's teen daughter and we surround her with a hedge of protection and we just pray Holy Spirit into her. And Father, now we're just going to use our authorities as stepping on snakes and scorpions and never has this been more prevalent than in this current day that we are in where truly the demons and, and sorcerers that are doing this thing are at their, at their greatest. So we're declaring authority in the name of Jesus over Melanie's teen daughter. And in the name of Jesus, we declare miracle and a rapid healing, a cleansing from head to toe and toe to head. And we just purge out any of this demonic influence upon this child. And we lift her up in the glory of heaven. We speak life into her heart. We breathe life into her heart. And Jesus, we just ask that you can be make yourself present to place your hands upon this child. And that we see that every one of these sicknesses where we have an opportunity now to turn the tables and not only to be healed, but now to anoint these, these young people, to anoint people that are sick into a new realm of speaking testimony into the world of the glory of the living God. So, Father, we just pray life into Melanie's daughter. We pray restoration into Melanie's daughter. We lift her up in the glory of, of God and we, and we surround her now with prayers and, and, the, and the glory of life and the hands of healing that now rest upon her and around her. And with this hedge of protection, we now pray for a new armor upon this team. This is a moment of being reformed and battle readied. This is a trial of sorts, a, 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 a cleansing through a pain of fire that there's being a reforming. And this is an opportunity now. So Melanie, this is a word for you to make sure and read scripture over your daughter and to pray upon her and to allow only upon her the positive, gloryful thoughts of father. We have to get rid of any sort of doubt, shame, or fear. Those have to be broken off. And so we come out of whatever your daughter is carrying. She has to come out of agreement with any doubt, shame, or fear and, and breathe life in, and speak life even into herself. 
These are darkness. This, this sickness gets to our head and we start to believe that somehow it's greater than God. God is greater than all things. And we start to become very fatalistic. We break that off, any fatalistic views. And we cast that off and we now put the light and fire of Holy Spirit within you to now be able to speak into the world and say, I am an overcomer. I rebuke any of this demonic. And I come out of agreement with the doubt. I come out of agreement with any shame. I come out of agreement with the virus of fear. And I speak into Holy Spirit and I accept Holy Spirit into my life. And we speak these things in the name of Jesus and Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Baby Carter has passed. It has been a heartbreaking experience for the family, praying this brings them closer to Jesus, well with my soul. This is very sad. Father God, we're just lifting baby Carter and the parents and this family up. This has been a trial and a struggle for new life to take root and take anchor here that has been slain by evil. And so, Father, we're just praying healing into the parents' heart and just pray a, pray a blessing upon them that the, what baby Carter represents will not be an anchor or a chain. And we break those chains right now that demons will try to create. And we, we don't even allow those chains to be created. We're placing a hedge of protection around this family. And with the pain, we now are going to pray over the pain into the hearts of the family as a blessing. As difficult as this is to see life lost and something is so precious to us, let the moments of baby Carter was there, the struggle and the fight that this child gave be inspiration to this family to keep going. It's a reminder that this fight at times seems unwinnable, but it is always winnable with God. And the trials that we go through are not always the trials we choose or will we ever want chosen for us. But this is a root of this is strength. A young child coming into this world that was that overcame, was fighting to overcome to the very end. So, Father, whatever was that caused that, we rebuke and cast out any of that influence. We bless this family with the glory of heaven. And we just pray a salve of, of healing upon their hearts, which is a painful loss. And with this, we pray the power and glory of the warrior heart to settle in to a to worship, not to worship, but to praise and to embrace the glory of what baby Carter was and to celebrate that strength and to bring that into their hearts now and not to be set back as the demons will try to do, but now to free them from that influence and allow them to step into this world now stronger and greater in the memory of baby Carter to rebuild and to re-approach re re the attack to now to occupy, to expand, and to overcome. And we pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lifting prayers of continued healing for Ivan Ranklin. Ivan's leg is, um, was broken six weeks ago, and um, severe fracture cut, broke through the entire bone, twisted the, the, shin, the shin bone was broken in half. He has a steel rod in there, and in six weeks, he's already starting to walk, and he's already back on the spin bike. So, Father God, I'm just going to pray a miracle of healing upon Ivan Ranklin to continue with this miraculous and rapid healing. And what we pray in part of this is it can be recognized in his heart as truly the healing of the miracle God. And so we pray a, a, an awakening within his heart to realize that this healing that he's been going through, which is miraculous, is a healing that is a gift from you. 
And then may he see this and connect this. And so we pray the power of Jesus into his heart, the love of Jesus to light that fire in a deeper way, to give him greater courage, greater strength as the enemy tried to slay him. And now he's returning to battle to literally stand off face to face with these demons. And so we pray life. We pray the love and power of Jesus into his heart. And we pray restoration in his body from head to toe and toe to head in the spiritual, the physical, the mental and throughout all of who he is. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lauren, who we've been praying over, that was on life support, passed away today. That was 3-1, so it was two days ago. Prayers for her four remaining children and husband and mom. Appreciated, Sasha. Mm, this is a hard one. Father, we're just going to pray into this family today that has lost their mother, that leaves behind four children and a husband. And so um, I'm, I may be wrong on this. Stand by. Hold on. I may have misread this prayer. I may not be remembering the right one. It says prayers for her four remaining children and husband and mom. Okay, I, I am, I'm going to start this prayer, but I apologize. I, I was thinking this was another prayer we had done. So, Father, I'm just going to pray into the family that's lost Lauren. I'm going to just pray a blessing upon them. Just pray healing in their hearts. And just pray that the memories of, of the greatness of who Lauren was, no matter where that relationship was, to be settling into the hearts. And that these the loss here does not become a loss of bitterness or a loss of anchoring or, or a loss of of of, of pain, but rather this loss becomes one of memory of celebrating the life of Lauren. As we pray into this family, we pray the healing salve of Christ to heal them and touch them and to lift them up in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Dear family, with a grateful heart, I come every Sunday to this space to pray with a remarkable family God has woven together, with Scott leading as the Holy Spirit guides, and feeling and seeing the clasped hands raised in prayer and chat is a humbling and beautiful place to be. The trust and honesty that are revealed in the prayer requests are small windows allowing us to see, for a brief moment, the burdens which our fellow brothers and sisters carry daily to lift them up to Father and bear the weight together as we raise our petitions and exercise our authorities over each one in the mighty power and power name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, is to bear witness to how the Ecclesia, his church, was meant to operate. Amen. Beautifully said. I come humbly today to open that window and ask for your prayers for my 88-year-old mother who is in the latter stages of Parkinson's. We lost our 93-year-old dad, her beloved husband of 71 years, in July of last year. He had a very difficult and hard final six months. He was my mother's life, and his passing has left her depressed and unable to find any reason to believe that any day is worth living. She refuses to go anywhere anymore, and in her words, is waiting to die. Despite prayers and short periodic discussions from their daughters and grandsons and granddaughter to seek Jesus and his salvation, neither she nor my dad would allow that subject to be discussed in any detail. The whys and reasons of their 
hostility were repeated and any further communication shut down. I come here today to ask that prayers be lifted that my mother would allow her daughters to speak life over her and that the remainder of her time here she has an experience with our living God and finally receive the comfort and hope and eternal salvation given freely to all our beautiful Savior, Christ Jesus. My heart is grateful to all for this gift to share burdens and prayers today. Blessings and love orally. Okay. This is a moment where um, I can just tell you as I'm reading, Holy Spirit is saying something very profound. And it's important to have to stand in the gap here. We will stand in the gap, but the front point of this is Laura Lee's sisters and, and the um, grands, grandsons and granddaughters. You have to come together now and simply surround her and pray into her. It's, it's not about her request. It's about what her heart is calling out to. And this is Holy Spirit. She's hurt and wounded. And in this place, this is a really a bigger lesson in all of this, I think, for all of us to remember. This is a person that has been wounded because there is no place to go in her life. She hasn't experienced Christ. And with this, when her anchor has been removed, there's now a bitterness in the world. That's the bitter fruit. And sadly, it's a very, very deep fruit, a rot that has to be cleared out. So I'm just speaking here what's on my heart as I was reading this. So Lord Lee, I speak this into you and your family that you just all need to come together and pray around your your mother. Um, and put hands on her and around her, whether she wants it or not. She has Parkinson's, and now we're going to pray for the miracle of what God can do. Father God, we come together today, arm in arm, side by side, to pray for a woman who has literally lost her anchor, and this hits close to home in so many different ways. That You know my heart and know why this is so close to home to me. And so, Father, we pray into Laura Lee's mother, And we surround her truly as a community in the body of Christ. We raise up our hands and we pray into her. We pray into her heart. And we begin by just enveloping Laura Lee's mother in just a shroud of love. And let that flow through her and through her into over her in head to toe and toe to head. The words that are being spoken of waiting for death, those are words of the devil. And we break them and cast them off. And Jesus, we're asking for something profound here. We're asking that you make your presence known in her dreams and in a waking moment, that there can be undeniable sense of love and overwhelming forgiveness that settles in upon her heart. And our prayers are only reinforcing that as we declare healing and love upon this woman's heart. That wall that's been forged over years, the wall that doesn't want to hear anything about Jesus, we are now, we break that wall and we cast it out and we shatter it into a thousand pieces and spread it to the wind. And so now we stand above her, not as ominous beings, but as the glorified, beautiful beings that we are. Light and white and clarity as we raise our hands and we literally pray in the hymn and the glory of the voice of heaven. And Father, we ask for the deployment of healing angels to come to her and come to her side. 
and to lay hands upon her. And we feel the little girl inside of her that's now weeping and crying, scared of the world, because the one person she counted on is no longer here. She doesn't know where to turn. And so, Jesus, we ask that you step into that gap. And we pray that into the gap to step in and to show your face to her. Reach your hand out to her. And we see you doing this, dressed in your white robes of linen and pure, pure white, as you reach and touch her and touch her. Her eyes turn to you. And that little girl inside of her that is now weeping and afraid finds comfort. And so, Jesus, we ask that you pick her up and hold her. And we will walk this timeline of life, life of 88 years, as we just pray over that in just a sweeping prayer of Holy Spirit that goes through and touches each of those moments of bitterness that has been there. And so, Father, we just pray into those moments of doubt that are overwhelming at this moment, of doubt of not knowing, doubt of not understanding, and instead we pray love into that. And so, Father, we pray into the fear, and we rebuke the fear, and we bind it, and we cast it to the lake of fire. And instead, we pray life and love into this. And those inner healings that are needed, the woundings that have curmed over time, the guilt that comes from that, we just... Heal them with the salve of the blood of Christ. And Father, now we just have our eyes open and look around to see the glory of her family standing before her, her daughters, her grandchildren around her, praying on her, speaking, Mother, Grandmother, hear us, be with us. And may this heart be healed. This is a hardened heart that has just come by from so many years of a deep wounding that happened many years ago. A wounding that turned her eyes to a husband that she loved, but a husband that she relied on as if he was God. And so, Father, we're breaking that soul tie, not to take it away, but to reforge that soul tie. And we're praying into that soul tie, into that soul tie to be reforged through the body of Christ. And now let the glory of heaven flow upon her and may the Holy Spirit flow through her. And may this moment of shaking in Parkinson's, may this be the miracle of miracles. For, Father, we cast that out and we pray against this Parkinson's. We pray against this nerve damage. We pray against this degradation of nerves. And instead, we pray pray restoration on her body from head to toe and toe to head. And, Father, we're asking before the throne for a miracle upon miracles that may this woman experience the miracle of the living God in her last years. May she truly experience the miracle of the living God to come to know the power of who you are, the power of Jesus upon us and the power of Jesus in her life. And so we declare in the name of Jesus, total and a miraculous healing over her body from head to toe and toe to head, a purification of all ailment and all sickness. We cast it out and we raise her up. And now we pray life into her, mightily life, as the warriors of Christ stand, and we stand against any of the evil that are around her. And now we pray life and restoration in her as we lift her up in the glory and the light of heaven and Holy Spirit. And in Christ Jesus' name, we take authority over all the all the, the eels, evils of this world, declaring authority over and taking dominion over snakes and scorpions and all of evil. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the authorities given to us, as the sons and daughters of the Most High, as the priests and princes of the world, we now declare healing upon this woman, healing and restoration of her heart to restore her to the love of heaven. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen.
I find that I need to ask for prayers. In the last six weeks, I have dealt with double ear infection and pneumonia, and now I am dealing with kidney stones. Problem is that due to allergies, I can't take the normal meds that doctors give for this. I have stone, a stone stuck and it can't seem to get rid of it. I am trying to avoid surgery because I have so many allergies that it, that it is a risky thing for me to, for me to have uh, anesthesia. I am using every natural thing I can and so far no success. So please say a prayer that I can get this resolved soon as kidney stones are not fun. Thank you for your prayers, Redneck Zebra. Okay, so this is coming as I'm speaking, and again, I always have to say this, just have to. Not a doctor, don't wear a white coat, don't play one on TV. Here's what was coming as we're speaking. Redneck zebra. I would clarify your diet, and by that, I would get to a, for 90 days, I would go to a carnivore diet to purify and cleanse your body. I would also incorporate apple cider vinegar in the morning and in the evening and throughout the day. So make that part of your regular digestion of fluids. Those are just some of the basics things that I would do. And now we'll pray. Father God, I'm just going to pray over redneck zebra. And we're going to pray into this body. We're not just asking for the removal of the kidney stones. We're asking for a full restoration and declaring restoration of all this immune system and allergies. And so, Father, we're praying life into redneck zebra. And we're going to pray, pray, pray that the kidney stone there, as we pray around it, is just completely broken up and dissolved and passed. And much of this redneck zebra, there's a fear in which you speak. And so we're telling you to now you have to come out of agreement with fear. And the fear is the looming fear of having to have surgery and all of your allergies. This is a fear-rooted issue to a large degree. And so as we pray into you, we're praying that you come out of agreement with fear and we're binding fear in your life. There's also a doubt that's there. And that doubt is allowing the enemy to sneak in and slip in and tell you and whisper to you that things are going to go bad if you had to have surgery. We have to rebuke doubt and we bind doubt and you have to come out of agreement with doubt. Much of what we're at right now as we speak into redneck zebras, you have to get centered in the power of Holy Spirit. And with this, you have to hear what God needs you to do right now. God may have you do surgery, but you can have no fear and you, whatever you're led to do, wherever you need to go, God has you in this. You're not going to go wrong. Just get rid of the fear and get rid of the doubt. And so, Father, we pray life into zebra, redneck zebra's heart, and we play, pray full restoration and healing over this body from head to toe and toe to head. And our hands now upon him, and Jesus, we just ask that you can just hold redneck zebra. Hold, that, hold this person in your arms and let your full glory of who you are flood through redneck zebra. And as we do this, each one of us is putting hands upon redneck zebra and praying into redneck zebra to heal redneck zebra from head to toe and toe to head and letting the power of Holy Spirit flush through and flow through and cleanse the body, cleanse the blood, restore the immune system. This is about dissolving a kidney stone and restoring the system within your body to restore this body temple. It's off. It's like it's off frequency. We're bringing it in alignment with the word of Christ and the blood of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, we declare immediate, miraculous, and total healing. Amen. I just finished praying with my aunt, who is 88 years old tomorrow. She has been having troubles with her vision and has been under the doctor's care, but still can't see very well. 
She said she never thought about praying to have her eyes healed. I talked with her about what Jesus did for us, shared on speaking words of faith, her name is Faith, and thanking the Lord for the restoration of her sight. Also told her I would put her on this, this prayer chain. She came from a very large family from Holland. My grandson, or excuse me, my grandpa, was the youngest of, of 16. My dad and aunt were twins born two days apart. She has attended church all her life. I told her until the Lord calls her home, she could have the best eyesight spiritually through dreams and visions and intercede for others, her children and grandchildren. My prayer request is that God would give her the eyes to see and that he would use her remaining time to walk closer to him than she ever has. Karen O. Father God, I'm just going to pray into Karen O's grandmother of 88. Or aunt, I'm sorry, aunt of 88 years old. And she's going to be 88 today. So happy birthday, aunt of Karen O. Happy birthday to you. So Father God, we pray into Karen O's aunt. We lift her up in prayers. We just celebrate the 88 years of life that she's brought to this earth. 88 years of obedience to the church. And so, Father, we're just asking that new doors be opened in this moment in time. Reminded always that we are constantly evolving, constantly seeking you, constantly being led to greater levels within you. So, Father, we begin with prayers of sight. And whatever that is, when we ask for eyes to see like you, many times those eyes are not necessarily eyes of this world, but eyes of the Spirit as well. So we're praying for a sight upon Karino's aunt sight of a profound nature, sight of how you would see the world to give her the wisdom and the words to speak to those around her and her family to start speaking Holy Spirit into them and lifting her up. And so, Father, we also pray for restoration and healing of the flesh, the eyes of the flesh to see clearly and more brilliantly as we lift this up. And Father, this is also a moment, this is a word, Karen O, a moment of shifting into her name. Her name is an anointed name, Faith. It is time now to step into the fullness of what that means, the true power of faith in this moment. It's the second person this week that's had that same statement given. It's interesting. And the same name. So, Father, this is we just pray that blessing upon Karen O's aunt, faith, to be able to embrace fully what that name is, to not have any doubt, to rebuke doubt, and to bind it and to cast it aside, to bind and cast away any shame in your life that may be hearing there, including shame that's been put upon your heart by the church of the statements of you're unworthy. You are worthy in the eyes of God. And also to rebuke any fear. The fear of losing sight is a big one. We rebuke that and cast that away. Instead, we breathe life into all of those aspects, breathe life and restoration into your heart. And we breathe the blessings of what the word faith means into you. Faith, the power of faith, the power to walk blindly in the in with God, isn't that profound? That your your sight is now at the cusp of this. This is Holy Spirit. We are you're looking now at this place where you're losing your sight, but your name is faith. We walk with faith, not by sight. So your answer to this all, Karino's aunt of name faith, is to embrace your faith, for God will restore all through the name and the anointing you were given. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. They're beautiful moments. Please pray for my area, fire 
two is two miles south. Owner, owner's not there. Possible, not a permanent resident. Trucks unable to access area until owners get there. Not sure the details. It's very dry and windy here in Missouri. Allegren. Well, Father, we're just going to pray a, a protection perimeter around this fire that's two miles south of, of Allegren. And we're just going to pray that there's just a holy suppression wind that comes upon this and rain that comes upon this to suppress this fire and to keep it contained. So, Father, we're taking authority over this land, a land that they continue to try to savage with fires. And we just pray, pray so an envelope, a bubble around this, and we just pray for safety of the residents around and we just pray for cleansing of the earth and not destruction and a containment of this fire. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Here's another one here. If possible, prayer for my mom. She's in the hospital and had to have a blood transfusion, some blood issues. Thank you. Jay Champagne. Well, Father God, I was praying into Jay Champagne's mother, who's in the hospital. And this, we pray for the blood transfusion to be a transfusion of a Holy Spirit blood. And that this blood that's in her now is just energized with the love and glory of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to restore this body and to cleanse out any ailments and to reset this body temple in the perfection as kingdom was intended. So, Father, we breathe life and restoration into Jay and Jacob Champagne's mother into full restoration and this blood that is transfused is purely touched by the blood of Jesus to restore and to, and to heal. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Talked to Jim and Candy Saturday. Talked to Jim and Candy Cates Saturday evening. They had been in Flemingsburg, picked a campsite, chilled at the pond, and had a visit with Willie. They send their love for all the prayers. Candy is doing wonderful. She sounded wonderful. God's beautiful gift of miracles right there, Tam. That's good news. That's actually a huge blessing for us all. So, Father God, I just want to pray for Jim and Candy Cates and just pray for their continued lifting up in kingdom. We pray for the continued healing of Candy and just continue to bless her and, and pray for the anointing upon her to literally have the testimony of miracle healing to bring into this world and to demonstrate to the world in all that she does. We pray for their marriage as it continues to strengthen and solidify and may they too be blessed in a ministry that uses this experience that they've been through to bless those around them and to speak life into the many and to give the inspiration of the glory of heaven and the miracle God. In Christ Jesus' name we declare, amen. Let's see here. It's always stands to... There we go. Okay. This is looks like an... Checking a message that came in. Stand by just a second. I have to see what is. Um, oh, it looks like we got it. Okay. My name is Victoria. Victoria's fire on Podbean, and I'm I've been listening to Bards daily since January 2021. I have a prayer request to pray for perfect healing, health, and vitality. As a preface background, my husband and I fought COVID very intensely, 
And at the end of 2021, he lost his 23-year career over his stance. We also had a dear friend and stalwart patriot leader in our community die on a ventilator um, at the end of 2021. Then in early 2022, I was betrayed by a common law mentor who I had helped go viral. I found evidence that he turned out to be a pedophile. We decided to move and fasted and prayed and now find ourselves on a rural homestead in central Appalachia as of September 2023. We feel a measure of peace here we are grateful for. So I've been through the ringer like a lot of souls these days. And due to the stress and emotional eating, I gained 30 pounds to 228 pounds to my highest weight. I've been losing weight by intermittent fasting since December. I've had 22 moderately concerning health conditions crop up over the past couple of months, including very painful gallbladder attacks. I've been in the ER twice since due to the pain of the attacks. The second time was two months ago. The doctors have told me each time I should have the gallbladder removed as if it's nothing to take out an essential organ. I'm, I'm not doing it. Instead, I am doing liver flushes. The doctor also told me a month ago that there is a lump in my left breast that is the size of a grain of rice that I can hardly feel. They got me to do a mammogram and then ultrasound because I had been told I am at very high risk for getting breast cancer in 2020 after I took a genetic test. The ultrasound is inclusive and now they want me to do a biopsy towards the end of March. The concern I have is that I feel fine. The biopsy procedure would, would entail injecting me with uh, lidocaine and uh, norepinephrine. I don't I, Who knows what, what else? And then placing a marker of titanium in the uh, gelatinous substance to mark the area they took the biopsy. The concern I have are twofold. One, I know that my heart would not do chemo radiation even if I got diagnosis. I've taken chlorine dioxide and antiparasitics in the past, and I've started doing coffee enemas to cleanse my gallbladder and liver, which I've recently learned that Gerson Institute recommends as an alternative medicine to conventional cancer treatments. So I know with God's direction and good grace, I'll be fine. Two, I have reservations that they are putting extra hydrogel and other graphene oxide or what you have in the lidocaine injections. That was someone who just blew the whistle on them doing this with lidocaine injections for numbing people in dentistry. So why wouldn't they do this for biopsies also? I am a nurse with 17 years experience and some indoctrination. I got used to the spell casting, but am learning with the Holy Spirit to trust that Jesus can heal. And I am learning to speak life into people, not death. I am asking that I have peace with the going against the doctors to get a biopsy and trust in God's perfect healing and health and vitality while I fulfill the, and continue to carry out my mission to raise my second daughter, learn to homestead, and bring people to Jesus on earth. Thanks, Bard's team, Victoria. Okay, so you all know I have a real thing about carnivore because I know what it will do because I've done it. And so, Victoria, the first thing I'm going to speak to is what I believe. Um. I'm going to, I think that you should um, go on a 90-day carnivore fast. And I think you need to study it, and I think you need to do ruminant, ruminant beef, ruminant animals, which are beef, lamb, um, 
elk, deer, venison, in other words, and bison, those sorts of animals. And I think you should go, which is really called a lion diet, I believe. But I would do that and I would use, be really restrictive on that and be very disciplined in that. And I would, your other things that you're doing sound fairly good. Um, but I would do that for 90 days to allow your body to heal. I would, if you, you say you've done antiparasitics, I would definitely investigate Dr. Lee Merritt's. These, again, are my opinions. They're not doctor recommendations. Please make sure you do your research. So I would also look at Dr. Merritt's research on antiparasitics and her protocols, which are really significant. I think that's really powerful. And I would be doing those couple of things immediately as we pivot. You talk about, it will, it will do a couple of things. It will help with not only parasitics, but it also will help with weight gain and helping your body reset from any of the things you're on. Carnivore diet is strict. It will be demanding. You're going to go through probably in 10 days, you go through what's called the carnivore flu, which is all basically it's a parasitic cleanse that happens naturally because you've cut out the majority of your carbs. Make sure and study carnivore to understand the percentages of fat because it's important and the importance of salt. Make sure you're using salt in the proper way and that it is sea salt or some sort of uh, like the red Redmond salt, which is mined in Utah. Critical aspects to all of that. The um, Getting that in your body and getting yourself cleansed is going to help in many, many ways to help your body reset. And I think you'll find it being very helpful across your whole body. I would also add to this, which is an addition to carnivore, it's not in carnivore at all, but I would add in the morning a tablespoon of, of uh, apple cider vinegar. My recommendation, again, I would consider looking at this, doing your research, but a, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar to your water to start your day. Okay. With everything that you're speaking here and you're, you're, they're telling you that you have these problems, you have to rebuke a lot of this. You know in your heart, because you're speaking in this testimony, that if you go down this path of chemo, that they, you, your body won't withstand it. And yet, you're wanting to allow them to take you down this path of chemo. They're telling you right away that there are things that... I had my gallbladder removed. I mean, that's just what ended up happening. Would I do it again the same way? Nope, because what I would have done is done carnivore diet. And I know that that would have solved it, knowing what I know about carnivore now. So I would not redo that surgery if I had it to do over, but I did, so I'm, I live with it. And they told me my gallbladder was malfunctioning, which I guarantee it was malfunctioning because of this carb-heavy diet that I had in, in Afghanistan. Okay, the whole issue with this, like the biopsy and all these other things, if you feel, if you know what's in them and you're asking for permission, just, I mean, this is not a permission. You're knowing your, you're knowing your spirit where the things are. This is about breaking you're going to have to break your spell casting here that's being put upon you and your formation. This is a, You're in this crossroads right now, which is really important here. You're in a crossroads of following Holy Spirit and the trust in God versus the fear, and this is it again, the fear of whether you might be wrong and that the doctors are right. So here's the deal. We can't hear Holy Spirit well when we are laden with the burdens of fear, doubt, and the guilts that come about from our past woundings. we have. This is why these things are so important, to get through them. And so we have to come out of agreement with doubt because doubt opens the door for the, Holy, for the devil to come in and overpower us and think that he's greater than God. It's huge. Fear is one of these corrosive elements 
that comes in and fear weems, worms its way in and we can't hear Holy Spirit anymore. It's like having white noise over us and we have to come out of agreement and rebuke fear. And then these, this pain of, of healings over our lifetime, the, the remorse that we feel, the guilt that we feel, these things corrosively set in place to where we doubt ourselves and fear comes in. Those two work, oh, they all work together. So we're going to pray for this, but you need to come out of agreement with these things. And as you come out of agreement with these things, you're going to see, you're going to get a clearer view of where Holy Spirit wants you to be and where God wants you to walk. And most of what you have before you is a solution, which is powerful and it's right there before you. So Father God, we're just going to pray. We just pray into Victoria right now. And we just pray the power of Holy Spirit just flood into her and just a clarity of discernment that settles into her heart. And Father, we're just going to pray a hedge of protection around her, anchored in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. And we're just going to pray into her heart and we're just going to rebuke that, that influence of doubt we're going, to re, we're going to rebuke those sort of burdens of guilt that have cropped in over her time. We're going to rebuke and bind the spirit of fear that's here. And instead, we're going to replace that truly with a, a power and glory of love, of Holy Spirit, soothing love, healing and restoration in her body. And so, Father, as we pray this love in the heart from head to toe and toe to head, love is an overpowering powering thing. And Victoria, this is just a word from Holy Spirit. You have to love yourself. There's a testimony here of seeing yourself as overweight, and there, I'm not saying you are, but there's a sense in Holy Spirit that you're not loving yourself. Love yourself. You have to love yourself fully because a lot of these things that happen is we unintentionally don't love ourselves, and so therefore we just create an auger into the ground. So come out of agreement, truly. Come out of agreement with these things and embrace that I love myself. And that begins by embracing Jesus openly and stating so, even if you've already done it, Jesus, you are my savior and speaking those words. And Jesus, I forgive myself and I love myself with you. And that's that's the reflection of understanding who we are. This isn't, it's not a it's not sort of crazy love or self-love. This is a love of embracing what God gave us to be and embracing all that we are. So Father, we're just gonna pray into all of this. We understand that, you know, so much of the testimony and the, and the wounds that we've waged, we've carried now from COVID, and you've expressed them yourself. Your, your husband lost his job at 23 years. You lost a friend to the ventilator. You've, you've had these wars waged upon you and a betrayal of an inner friend. The thing that I would ask is that have you, even like this person was a, you say was a common law mentor, have you prayed for them? Have you prayed to forgive them? Have you prayed for them, having them heal? This is who we are. We have to separate sin from a sinner. And all of these things, if we don't, tend to get stuck on us and we carry these weights. So have you prayed for them with love? Have you prayed love into their hearts? Have you prayed love into those that have rejected your husband after 23 years? Have you prayed love into their heart that they will see the truth? Because God has you the whole way here. He's guiding you. We have to honor and celebrate all that God gives us. Even when things are rough, we can't forget to praise God because we're actually still here. And so those that are, are not seeing it, our mission then is to pray into them and to help them see truly who they are and hopefully they will seek forgiveness for the walk that they've walked. And that's part of our mission. So make sure that you're praying love. Make sure you're praying that the burden of the person that you lost at, at, as a friend to a ventilator, we have to, we're going to have to pray as hard as this is 
through the forgiveness of those who are involved. Not that there will not be accountability. We can't get that un, we can't get that confused. But we have to release those burdens from our heart. All of these things become weights on us that manifest into physical weight in the world. That's Holy Spirit. This is why we have to cast them off. And when these weights are released from us, we start to reset in the physical because the spiritual manifests in the physical. So, Father, we just pray an unburdening of Victoria's heart. And we just pray that through the power of Holy Spirit, there's, there's a healing and a forgiveness that settles into all things around. And then now there's also a, a praying into this, there's a lifting up of Victoria's heart, a healing of Victoria's heart, and a confidence of sitting now truly in the Word and a confidence of sitting in the glory of Holy Spirit. And again, that's Victoria not knowing your practices, but make sure be in the Word each day. And as another thing, which is something I've talked about recently, which is important, get an audio Bible app and listen to it through the night and turn it on and let it just play. And even though you're going to be asleep, the word is literally saturating into us and it's filling us and it's soothing us and it's healing us. The word is a healing salve. So Father God, I'm just going to pray continued healing into Victoria's heart and into her body, a restoration into her body, mind, soul, and spirit. And we just pray and, and declare over her a total miraculous healing over all these ailments that our spellcasters are trying to identify. There's a deviousness in the way this is working that always seems to happen, is that as people are, are spoken into about cancers and about the, the ailments of the body, we tend to manifest that because we believe in the word of the doctor more than we believe in the word of you, God. So this is a moment also of seeking forgiveness and repentance to say, Father, I am now shifting my tool heart to you and for where I have failed, forgive me, I repent. Because I, we are first and foremost, we should be listening in Holy Spirit. So this is a prayer of restoration through repentance and a prayer of restoration through embracing who you are, loving yourself and rebuking all of these doubts and seated fears. And it's a place of repentance and restoration through extending the love in your heart to others that are carrying the weight that's now manifesting in the weight on you. So Father, we just pray this blessing of restoration over Victoria. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Scott and Bart's family. Good morning, Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for all the blessings, and I thank you for all the, all the brothers and sisters in Christ. Our unity in prayer and fellowship has emboldened my walk in Jesus, so I am thankful for, for my daughter, Leah, and her children standing with me during a difficult housing situation. I thank you for the trials and you place before us and refine us and strengthen us. I humble myself before you in prayer. Please join me in lifting up my sister Marjorie and Bard's school, Father God. Marjorie is a true daughter and following her heart for you. She is following her calling to help children. I ask, Father, that you bring her a tribe of your children and those who don't know you to get to know you, Father. I ask that you fulfill her need for help. Bring her those that are needed there. She is a so strong here. Father of faith, I am aware, awe in the love of God that you have for us. We're here to do kingdom work and ready for assignment. I thank you for your love, Father. Amen. In Christ Jesus' name, Kim Limba. This is a dual prayer. So, Father God, I'm just going to lift up the prayers of Kim Limba today. We're just going to begin with a prayer for Leah and Kim. 
as they face a very difficult housing situation and they're in transition. So, Father, just going to pray that whatever they need to see around them, to have clarity to let go of, that they're able to let go of, and wherever the doors you are opening, to be able to see clearly to walk through. Leah is a very gifted young girl whose grace of her mother's raising. We lift her up in a glorious way, and we lift this family up, and we just pray life, restoration, and a new reset start, truly rooted in that walk of purity and perfection that you so put upon our heart, Father. So we just pray for a blessing upon Leah and 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 Kim that they may now step into this new walk with a clear direction and just no matter how small or big those steps are that they can see clearly. So this is also a, a prayer for clarity of sight and discernment in each step that knowing that as we listen and hear from the Holy Spirit that those steps, no matter how small, lead us to the doors that only God can open. We pray this blessing over Kim and Leah in Christ Jesus' name we pray. For Marjorie, we lift her up in her efforts in the school and just a prayer of, of, of also patience as so much is happening, so much around the fringe, there's so much shift and movement happening as people are settling in. Marjorie's blessing of a school is what is being seen on the fringe. People are being called literally to come to this county, come to the county where Marjorie's in. And so we pray a blessing over Marjorie of 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 resources, a prayer of calmness of the heart and a knowing that God sees you. This is a true statement and that there's much coming and this to keep the course here, that you've built something that is literally waiting for to be filled and it will be filled very soon, in fact. And so we pray this upon Marjorie and in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, here we go. This is um, last one today. Thank you, Bard's family, for your prayers over my children and grandchildren. The alienation I have felt during these past three months has been in a struggle. However, the time spent uh, from Jesus, his timing is always perfect. Jesus showed me that even family can be idols. I believe we, we read this prayer already. Um, I, maybe not. I'll read it again. When speaking with my daughter, I was invited to go to their family vacation in Missouri to celebrate my youngest grandson's first birthday on the 16th of March. I am preparing my heart and expectations. I truly felt that either result will be okay. Continued prayers for prodigals, but this is huge. Jesus is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I ever fear? Thank you again, Scott, and for your heartfelt petition before the throne, our Father. Amen. Kit Kat. Well, if it's twice on the list, it's obviously for a reason. God does those sorts of things. Kind of cool, actually. Well, Father God, I'm just going to pray for Kit Kat in this moment and just lift her up in prayers and lift all the glory of heaven for her around her and the love that she has for her grandchildren, knowing very well that there's been struggles in the family, especially with the acceptance of Jesus. And so, Father, we're just going to pray life into her daughter's heart and life into her grandchildren's heart. And we just pray the blessing in Kit Kat that as she walks, truly the power of Holy Spirit flows through her as she has now stepped into a greater anointing in her own life and that the pieces of the past that have now been cleared don't become legacies or entry points for the demons. And whatever the image of her is, may they... they May the eyes that see her now see her as one who walks truly with Holy Spirit. And may the power and love of Jesus flow through her, that what is transformed before them is not who she was, but who she is, remade and formed in the perfection of Christ. So, Father, we pray this blessing upon Kit Kat, 
Pray the blessing of love upon Kit Kat and the, and the family that she has. It is now with the doors now open. And may this stepping forward into a new space, a new anointing, lift up the family and let and then Kit Kat be that way to lift up this family in the glory of Jesus, our Savior. In Christ Jesus' name we declare. Amen. We do have one more major prayer and I ask you all to join me in. And that's a prayer for Flemingsburg. Um, I didn't talk a lot about it at the beginning. I am going to talk a little bit about it tonight, and we're going to talk a lot about it this week. So Flemingsburg is a is a big thing, and it's, it's a huge opportunity and moment that God has given this community to create a space that is truly a space unlike very few spaces around for the sense of faith. It's a place, it's a campground. Over time, it will become increasingly defined by the terms of walking in the body of Christ. And what I mean by that is it is going to be set up as a PMA, Private Membership Association, which means to join the PMA, you have to go, when you pay a fee, you're joining the PMA. And by doing so, the, the framework of that will be a framework around living and breathing, walking with Christ. It's going to be, it is a place of kingdom. And what's unique about this, this is a place that people can come to any time in camp, just like we heard with, with uh, Candy um, and her husband going over there. And that's, that's an important point. As Jim and Candy go, they're just to reset and recoup. That's part of what this becomes. But it's knowing that it's blessed and with that, it's the place where we're going to be having regular events. There'll be this year, there's going to be before this, the eighth um, eclipse event, we're going to be doing a, a prayer event there on 7 April. People can stay there. They're not having to go away after that. But on the 7th of April, we're going to have a prayer event there. On the 4th of July, we're going to have an, a Bards Fest there. And that's going to be preceded by a work party of people that want to come in and sow in. All of this is about sowing. And sowing into the kingdom, because this isn't, however it's structured, this ultimately is being structured so it can never again be controlled, be sold. It will be held in in perpetuity for God. And that's a, those are all like transition plans we're building to make sure that it will never, ever be sold. That's the power of what we're sowing into. And so I'm going to pray because we're, we're, we've raised money, we're doing well, but we have quite a ways to go. And so what I'm praying into now is that we are able to appreciate the power and glory of sowing in in the many forms that we can. We are definitely improving that. We're doing some updates with the ability to sow in in many different ways. But I, this is something I just want to pray into because this is truly a gift that God's given us, an unprecedented gift. The way this is structured, the ability for us to even acquire this in the way that we are, just the idea of like an escrow period that's, that's extended a long escrow period that can be extended as we raise the money. That's unprecedented. And all of this is about establishing a place, a kingdom stronghold. And as we talked before, we hear about all these things that are happening. And we're hearing about the collapse here and forcing people off the land there. This is being captured under a PMA so that it cannot be taken away. It will be God's land. And in so doing, this becomes a stronghold for God's children. And so this is what we're praying into, so for people to hear this message. I'll be talking more about it and lifting up this and so that we're praying for the blessings of resources to be able to acquire this. We've been deeply blessed so far. 
But there's expenses to this, and it's there, these things only come around in a rare time. But this has been long in prayer, and it has opened up in an amazing way that only God could shape what's happening. So, Father God, I'm just going to pray into the, the property in Flemingsburg, and we come to you just very humbly. And, and as we pray for Madeline Farms, and we pray for Willie, and we pray for Willie's heart of stewardship. Willie has turned down, Father, four offers, cash offers, to hold the line so that this property could be made available to us. And he's shaped it in such a way that only you could have guided his heart to do it, to make it possible for us to do this. Willie's heart is not about money. It's his heart is about stewardship. And so we pray into the uh, just the blessings of stewardship across this property and play the blessings of stewardship that people understand when they sow in. We're talking about stewarding a property for kingdom. So, Father, we just lift up Willie and we lift up Madeline Farms and we just thank you for this opportunity. We just pray into Bard's Nation and literally pray in. I mean, this is a, it's literally as simple as this, Father. It's going to speak numbers that I don't like to normally speak, but it's literally $500. And now it's like 998 people, $500 in this property is we, we, we lock it in. But it's that sort of blessing when people hear that calling upon their heart to come forward now and be part of sowing in, not about ownership, but about sowing into something that will lead to the greater stewardship in a property that's truly for kingdom, to raise up the fivefold ministry, to train the, the seven pillars of county by county, to teach and have a place, an operational place for Operation Vineyard for children to be rescued, healed, and restored, to do so in a place in the world where we know that even those around will be part of protecting those children, to come into where a county away is a strong witch's coven, to where we're literally knowing that we're able to set an anchor of kingdom and to cast that group out, to start taking back land in the name of our Savior and our King, Jesus, and to secure strongholds for people to come to, to be rescued, to be healed, and be restored. We lift all this up in your name, Father. We thank you. We thank you for the opportunity and blessings. We just ask that you will continue to guide us with discernment, guide our hearts for purity of keeping sure that on this path, everything we do is for you. We thank you for the owner, current owner, Willie, for listening to you and offering this to us and hearing your word to extend it to Bar's Nation. And so, Father, we pray this blessing and we pray a blessing of resources that, uh, that all the resources we need will continue to flow. And that in Jesus' name, this property will be declared and made of you and of your name in kingdom, Father. And just so for the play, we pray for the blessings of resources to flow freely, to fulfill what is needed, and to accomplish the goal of acquisition as we need to and move this forward in a way that is beneficial to all and that the doors now be opened in such a way that when people come, they are touched with the glory of Holy Spirit, transformed and in love with Jesus. And so we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Such an important opportunity. It really is. Okay, patriots, it looks like we've hit all the prayers today. So let's do a closing prayer. Father God, I'm just going to thank you for this assembly when we come here today to come together and pray. And it's just a blessing to have this many come together in a single place to lift our hands and pray together, to stand in the gap, to pray against evil, to pray for the healing and restoration of people's hearts and their ills and their, in their body, mind, soul, and spirit, to literally walk out the fivefold ministry, the apostolic, the prophetic healing of the broken, the casting out of demons of deliverance and the raising of the dead. 
and to always be seeking that greater works, rooted always, Father, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we just pray a blessing over all those that are here, a blessing of, of joy upon their hearts, a blessing of love and forgiveness upon their hearts, a blessing of a connection to true the gifts and talents in which you intend, a blessing of the authorities to step into the authorities that you give us in this world as we walk truly as children of the Most High, a blessing of resources that are needed as each person steps into some form of a ministry, whatever we're doing, to extend that, our, our passions and ministries into the world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ a blessing of safety, a blessing of confidence, a rebuking of fear, and a lifting up of the strength and glory and the love in you. So, Father, we pray this blessing over all of Bar's Nation, over all those that are listening here today. We thank you for all that you provided. We're humbled before the throne and knowing how much you love us and, it, and just how much we sit in awe of who you are and truly what is before us. So, Father, we ask that you'll continue to guide us each and every step, that we seek more deeply to live in the Spirit rather than live in the flesh, to open our eyes into this world as you want us to see, to hear this world as you want us to hear, and to speak the words that Holy Spirit wants us to speak. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Bard's family, thank you for a very nice Sunday. It's always a blessing. Um, chat will close in 30 minutes, just so you know. So I'll keep it open for 30 minutes. Tonight, we have a really amazing show. I mean, I, I think it is. I think you'll enjoy it. And it's a, uh, it's a show tonight with, I gotta get his name. I apologize. Hang on a second. It's, um, Jason Stinson. I just met him, but he's awesome. He's, um, He's the worship pastor down at Redeemer Church down in Arizona. You're going to meet him tonight on the Expedition Cafe. He is used to be a Christian death metal singer. I, I just this stuff cracks me up every time I hear it. It's like this is how God wins. Literally, God goes into the he, he literally was going into Satanist dens and preaching Jesus. So anyway, it's good stuff. You'll enjoy it. And that's at seven o'clock Pacific for Expedition Cafe, ten o'clock Eastern. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Expedition Cafe. Until then or until the next time, God bless have a very blessed Sunday, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Get back in my body
Sweet.